the college experience conference championship week, college basketball preview and the FCS week Four college football preview on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $246. If the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQ is the home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, NBA. They got you covered. Just go to betql.com promo code SGP 30. That's betql.com promo code SGP 30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page. So you don't miss any of our picks sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is your home for no vig betting. That's right. No vig betting. That's legal in 40 different States. Sign up at betteredge.com. promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge. B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. College experience. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. And I'm joined by my co host. Give it up for former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, I got some accompanying theme music. Give me, give me fucking Come rock, on, baby. That's quality stuff. <laughs> we got the three man booth here. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, cherry picking, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Aha, what's up? Hey, no techno ball music? Come on. <laughs> I, I got, I look, I got, I got a slew guys. I went crazy on that. I'll be honest. I, I'm all over the place here on the, uh, There's a kid in a candy yeah, store. Right I mean, here. it's a lot of fun <laughs> over here, but I, I'll give you some tech. You want tech? Oh yeah. There you hmm. go. See little team introductions. there. heart is beating. My blood is pumping. Oh, here man. We go. Uh, look, we got March madness going on the line guys. I mean, FCS college football. What do we start with? It's got to be March Madness because conference tournament action is happening. 
And uh, I do have also, I mean, I'm excited. Lou Holtz is excited. Well, well I don't get the ring the head cold. Oh, man. I mean, it thinks oh, you're going good. Great. Old Lou Holtz. How's he doing? I mean, yeah. he's still alive, right? Yeah, Trump gave him an award. Yeah, he's oh, like oh, a National right. Medal of Honor or something. Yeah, I think he's doing good. All right. Can we put the other guy from game day with Lou Holtz and just put him off on the sideline? Uh, Lee Corso, I mean, can, you know, <laughs> oh, like you're being evil. On, it's time. <laughs> put him out to pass. Put Dickie V, put Dickie V with him also. I love those guys. I love them. They've done a lot for the sport, but you know, just know when your time's up. Well, I'm pretty sure uh Corso. I'm pretty sure Corso had like a, a stroke or something, right? There was a minute there where I think he came back from it pretty well, but like, I'm sure he came back. Look, uh, look, I get it. I get it. I'm actually, I agree with Nick. Actually, it's time for Corso. I love, uh, we grew up loving Lee Corso, man. Lee Corso is a legend in my mind, but Dickie V too. Like in the nineties, Dickie V was killing it. Yeah, he was like, if if it was a big time college basketball game, he was announcing it and he got you excited. I don't think Dickie V's lost a a ton of like, I think Dickie V still has a little bit of it. I still think he can go on for a couple more years and, uh, uh, and you know, still he's still performing at a decent level. Where well nowadays though, if it's a really big game and you hear Diggy V's announcing it, you're like, ah, oh, geez, he's gonna he's gonna take away from the game. Wait, that wasn't the case in the '90s. Dicky V no. is Gilbert. He was, hype, he was hype machine in the '90s, man. Uh, uh, I I'm was always annoyed, annoyed by by really. I, I was always annoyed him, by fucking Dicky V. I mean, I like him. I I enjoy him. He's he's fun. But he's an annoying he's an annoying person. Like <laughs> I think that's his whole thing, right? I always liked him. I still don't find him like horrible. I do think he's not as good as then, but I mean, come on, that's that's life. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a, still but, probably better than Bill Walton. At least <laughs> Bill Walton has these great drops. Like he'll take like a, a UCLA player missing a jump shot and somehow com- like compare it to like <laughs> Compared the to Grateful like, Dead, like yeah, Bob Dylan or something, like <laughs> he's a moron. Yeah, but does he takes away from the game? He goes on this abstract tangent for five minutes, like, "Hey, hello, there's a game being played." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why Jay Billis is great. Um, he is great. You know, yeah, Billis is, is good. Yeah. They, they, you know, they don't take away from the game; they add to it. <laughs> I agree. Billis is is one of the best. But Gus Johnson's still uh, still up there. Oh, oh, Gus oh, Johnson, yeah. the heater. Yeah. Well, let me say this about uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton is great for regular season games. You know that you might not otherwise it's like watching a baseball game. It's not completely holding your interest, but he provides some like background fun commentary. You know, I, I do like some, I mean, I, I would, if I was in charge, he wouldn't be a broadcaster, but I, I will say, <laughs> I will say like, I do enjoy that the, the guy he's partnered with kind of shits on him. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's like David yeah. Spade. Yeah. And then like fucking Walton's like Chris Farley. They got a pretty good give and take there. I agree. But I, I mean, I, I'm watching a game to tune in for the game, not to tune into bill Walton's antics you know, personally, but I'm Fair not enough. hating on him. He seems like a great guy. I'd love to smoke, smoke a blunt with him or something, you know, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> calling my college basketball games. I think I'd rather do, you know, go elsewhere, but anywho, that's, maybe that's just me. <laughs> All right. I see you wearing the Duke t-shirt. Let's just get into it. it conference tournament has started, has started all over the, the college basketball landscape. Every, every tournament has either played or is playing today or tomorrow. So it doesn't get more into the thick of it than what we are. The Duke blue devils. Covered for me. I had him at minus two. 
and uh, took down Louisville. So now, where do you think you stand? Do you think you got to win the ACC tournament, or do you think if you get if you get Florida State here, you're in? Well, first, I saw that both you guys were on BC yesterday. So <laughs> thank thankfully for your case, you you, you, know, you smartened up and went Duke today. Well, what am I supposed um, to? They gave me like 14 points, and the last time they played was a one point game. Like, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was back still in January. Be a the moron. team totally changed. You got to be a moron to think, okay, like I, I, it's it's like when the, our Gonzaga fan she, she gives me shit when the, he's like, "Dude, you're really taking San Francisco plus 35." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take every fucking team plus 35 points." Like I've watched Duke play enough, except well, except Chicago State. Yeah, which which quit on the the, the the ultimate pussies. Like five games in, they're like, you know, we're so bad. I'm, we're, season's over. Season's over. It's like <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like when you mercy all, rule. It's like when you're beating someone by a lot in a video game. You remember? I remember our buddy Gerard would do this. He would just turn off the PlayStation <laughs> or the Sega. He'd be like, he's down twenty one. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. And he just turn it off. <laughs> you're like, dude, what are you doing? We agreed to play a game. Oh, my, my brother Matt's the worst. He, he'll lose a monopoly or like risk is even worse. He'll do what's <laughs> called a board swipe where he'll just fucking pick the board up and throw the pieces everywhere. It's like, dude, we worked for four hours to get your ass Shit. out of the game. Risk risk could be four days. I know right? <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, okay, let's get into this. I mean, AC's- All right, so Duke, yeah. so uh, to answer your question, they need, I think they need at least one more, you know, I think they need to beat Florida state. And then, I mean, some people, I think Lenardi even said that he thinks they have to win the whole tournament. I think if they beat Florida state, you know, that, that means, that means what three wins in a row, including two over Louisville and Florida state. I think that's probably good enough given their name and the fact that the committee will probably want to have more big names in this tournament. I also think it matters how like, okay. Uh, according to bracketology, which I actually saw two, two uh, I pulled up two people's forecasts. And earlier in the day, and I saw that both of them were pretty dead accurate on the last four in uh, Drake, Boise state, Colorado state, and Xavier. Now Xavier just lost. They're the last team in, they just lost in overtime to Butler in the big East tournament, but on deck is St. Louis. Well, they're not going to be able to improve their status. They lost yeah. uh, Utah state is the first team out though. They can, but they also could lose, which would be in, in, in the obviously in benefit for, for Duke, but Syracuse <laughs> wins today. Uh, in a game that I thought NC, I actually took NC state, but that's just, I don't know who the, who the fuck Syracuse is, but uh, you got Memphis play in Houston or Memphis has to play. Well, they, they're going to beat like, I think they get what UCF and then they'd have, or East Carolina. I think, I think the winner of the East Carolina game, Memphis will play and then they'll play Houston. So would that win be good enough for them? Obviously the Houston win would be, but I'm saying if they lose to Houston, then Duke could propel them. St. John's also got uh, in the, the, the first eight out Ole Miss Seton hall, SMU, all those guys got work to do, but they all could lose. And if Duke wins again, you got to think there's right. opportunity here, especially with sure. Xavier. I mean, even the last four in with Boise state, Colorado state, they're going to have to play each other at some point this week. Probably. Right. right. Well, you know, speaking of Syracuse earlier, I, I heard Bayheim was, uh, you know, talking shit about Drake saying they had like, like 16 of their wins was against quad four opponents or something. Uh, <laughs> so look, this is what, you know, usually as a Duke fan, I'm not sitting here on the bubble, you know, wondering who's going to, you know, you know, do we have a chance? Should we be in? Should we not be in? What I've always said was that if, if you put yourself on the bubble, then you have to be okay with, with either way, because yeah, you know, especially if you're a, a major school in a major conference, if you're on the bubble, 
then you know it is out. Then you put this out of your hands. You put it in the committee's hands. So whatever they choose, you have to you have to live with it, and you can't bitch and complain. Yeah, and now, I, I would bet little him, guys could bitch and complain a little bit, but a, a major conference, it is what it is. If I, you get in, you don't. It is what it is because uh, you get that benefit of the doubt over the little conference. Well, because you have the, the you have so much more opportunity for for big wins, you know, and and usually, yeah, usually you're going to be chosen over those the the smaller school conference if you know all with things are relatively equal. Yeah. But you know, and the problem with the smaller schools is that they don't get the opportunity to showcase themselves much. They lose once or twice, a handful of times, you know, in the uh, in, in a conference or before conference, and then boom, they're you know they're done. They they can't make it as an at large. Yeah. And and I was arguing in the last episode that Belmont, I think even I mean at twenty six and four. I almost think they should have a rule where if you hit 25 wins for anybody, you're in. But uh, it's a lot of winning. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? All right. Again, I come in here. I don't quite understand. So I need a little clarification. What the fuck we got here? Chicken burrito, roger that. Chicken burrito, beef burrito. I was eating a burrito last night. What I had? What's that uh, pork one called? I don't know. Carnitas? No, what's the Spanish word? Uh, El Taco Bell. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the bubble, when we get to this point oh. in the season, woo! When we get to this point in the season, um, how do you really know? Like, is it? Do you just basically start the season at this point and say, okay, all these teams are more or less equally qualified at this point, so we are going to m- like monitor the remainder of their resume uh and that's who's going to get in and who's not because you know if you're having to like plug this back in and like so like I I just can't track it if we don't even know who they're going to play tomorrow based on the conference tournament and how could you have any confidence like you know saying this is going to happen or this this is going to happen maybe you guys are able to do that but for me it's just like a cluster fuck and I just wait for them at the end to be like okay these teams have the best resume but maybe you're able to track it a little more because I mean, well, in this case, Drake's season's done. They're not playing anybody, right? Right. Syracuse is the team to watch here. They just beat NC State, and now they're going to have to play with Virginia. Um, so I would think if they beat Virginia, not only is that a great win, I mean, well, first off, comparing these two out of the bunch, don't even, it doesn't even make sense, really. But I know Drake's the last four in, the, the top team, the fourth one yeah. in. According How many to teams do you think you need to be, like, watching their schedule? How many teams are, can legitimately be kicked out of the off the bubble and miss out and that are currently in and how many that are currently out could get in. Do you think? And well, total, I, how many teams I, mean, is I that? can tell you right now that if you look at uh, bracketology, uh, where are we at here? Didn't I have this pulled up somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, a lot of the small schools are done. Drake is done. They can't play any more games. St. Louis is done. They can't play any more games. Right. They can only benefit if the top teams or you know, or if the bigger schools from that are on the bubble lose like yes. in the first round or something. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, so the fact that Syracuse and Duke are winning is that does not bode well for those guys, but it was not, good. not saying they've been surpassed, Yeah, but I'm just saying it doesn't bode well if they keep on winning, but to defend them also uh, Xavier lost and Xavier was right behind them. According to two different people's brackets, uh, Joe Lenardi and Andy Katz. And then, uh, uh, Louisville is the sixth team in. They lost to Duke today, so you wonder could Drake? I mean, I think they'll probably go with the with the, the name brand, 
but I think Drake's going to be in as long as uh, Duke doesn't uh, beat Florida state. That's kind of yeah. what I'm seeing here. And I'm sure this is obvious to everyone else, but because the smaller conference or the less power conferences start their tournament early, it's like up to the power conference teams that aren't automatic qualifiers to have this, the last chance to jump them, you know, but if they lose and they're not in inside the bubble and their season's over, like they're not like a loss by a team in the power five in the first round that's currently a, ahead of them. Isn't going to necessarily, I mean, could it p- potentially drop them behind? Uh, like a, if say, say Drake is sitting at like 69 at, and like, so the first team out and Duke is sitting at 68 and Duke loses in the first round to like Boston a Boston college. college. Yeah. Is that going to knock Duke behind? Yes. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there but is these some are all point. like projections, you know, I know like Jerry Palm and Lunardi do a pretty good job and they're fairly accurate. They're never a hundred percent accurate. Right. So these are all just projections and you have to also this time of year, you have to be very careful to watch out for the bid thieves, Yeah, the yeah. schools that will not get in at large, but they somehow win their conference tournament, potentially yeah. a Nevada, potentially a Georgetown. We saw them play great today. We know the, the big East is, it's wide a clusterfuck yeah. this time. It's madness. Yeah. It's fun. Minnesota or yeah. I mean, uh, Vander, I mean, it's crazy that Vanderbilt would win it, but I'm saying Kentucky, every conference Kentucky, still has Kentucky people. Could, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be careful for the bid thieves because then the yeah. bubble shrinks. And then those teams that were on the bubble, well, the bubbles, you know, contracted by two or three spots. Yeah. Those guys that were technically that they thought were in are now on the outside. Yeah. Tough to, tough to follow. You really got to be uh, dialed into it. So I'm going to, you know, you might have a good go. philosophy, Pat, just sit back and see what happens. Uh, drink a <laughs> fucking beer. I mean, us college basketball nuts, we tend to get wrapped around it. You know, I, I'm I'm looking at bracketology. I'm looking at Bubble Watch. There's two columns that come on ESPN, which yeah, you look at it every few days, and who knows what's going to well, happen. Well, that's what so. I am with football because I've like, and maybe I'll get to that point like with basketball where I can like look at a schedule before the season and diagnose it. But there's like so many more games that it's it's tough to understand what those games mean. But I, I do think maybe if I understood like the the number of quad one wins that you have to get to, and then I could see a team inching up to that point, you know, throughout the season, then I could, uh, you know, yeah. but, but right I, now I, yeah, but I, they're I all moving really targets. It like it's that. a very, yeah. it's all a very yeah. fluid situation. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a, a, I think in the beginning of the year, you could think, Oh, well, this team's going to be good, but if they're dog shit, I mean, everyone had Arizona state in the top 25. Yeah. Well, that win ended up being useless for the teams that beat them because I mean, unless yeah. they win the pac 12 or something, that's true. Yeah. They start sliding down. Uh, that and win that, doesn't that mean happens anything. in college football too, though. Yeah. You, you have to be a fucking genius to be able to like really have a good feel for what's going on. I, I, I just get drunk. You know, I get drunk. I watch the games. I, I let you guys tell Amen, me what it Amen, means. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Woo! Um, okay. With, with further ado, then let's, I mean, I, I was going to state this. If Syracuse played Drake's schedule, Syracuse would not be this, uh, at, uh, what? 25 and, and four, 25 and four. I feel fairly confident. Syracuse would not be 25 and four if they played that schedule. Yeah, probably not. I mean, Syracuse got swept by Pitt. I mean, they they what? They needed overtime to beat Buffalo. They they beat Bryant by one. Uh, I mean, th- what's so great about this this team? I mean, uh, to say something like that, I think is still. I understand Drake's schedule wasn't incredibly hard, but at the same time, I mean, how are they supposed to know K State was supposed to be that bad? K State, well, they they made the Elite with, Eight just two years with- ago. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. It is Jim Beheim trying to speak 
more highly of his team, <laughs> you know, while, while speaking, you know, less highly of teams that are also in the bubble. So, I mean, I no, I agree. I mean, Syracuse, the way, what have they really done? I mean, yeah, they're kind of hot of late, but have they earned a, a, a tournament berth? I mean, you can, it, it's arguable. They Their definitely have it. They're on the bubble is against Virginia yeah. tech, right? And I would argue that Loyola Chicago is a better win than Virginia tech. Drake yeah, beat yeah, Loyola Chicago. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. So tell that guy to go fuck himself. He's old senile. All right, get out of here. <laughs> He's hitting people in cars. Uh, dude, you should have saw up. the uh, Slack channel today. A couple of uh, uh, Syracuse guys were talking bad about Bayheim. Apparently, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, Western New York here is is about ready to move on. It's it's pretty interesting to hear it from from uh, some of the guys up there. Yeah, that, let him win the tournament this yeah. year and see how. Yeah, let, he went to the <laughs> Final Four like five years ago. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, well, look, we didn't get a March Madness last year, so we got to strike that out. I think it was what 2014 or 15 Syracuse went to the final four. Yeah. What, yeah, what, what world are we living in where you have five years of like, okay, we were bubble teams, but they were a bubble team that year too. That's my <laughs> point though. Is like, this guy has won you national champion. Well, only one, right? One with the uh, Carmelo. He's gotten to two, right? Or three, three, I think. Right. Uh, I'm not like sure about that. With John Wallace, did they get there or the final four? I think just final four. Okay. Well then too, they, they lost with cycle, but I mean, come on, what do you expect? You're in the middle of like, it's like when they fight, yeah, but most of these, most of these people like, you know, wanting to move on that they, they don't even, they weren't even born when, when Ronnie cycle was at Syracuse going to, to the final four, but it's like when they fired, they Pos- don't even know who Billy Owens is. It's like when they <laughs> fire, fired Paul Pozluski though, uh, like he had them in the top 10 and 15 in college football all the time. And they fired him. And then guess what happened? You are now a fucking doormat in college football. Beware what you wish for. Beware what you fucking wish for. Uh, With that said though, Syracuse at Virginia or no, not at Virginia in Greensboro tomorrow, Virginia five point favorite. What are we thinking guys? Uh, uh, Virginia versus who? Sorry. Are we we all taking Syracuse? The orange whips. (laughs) I'm on UVA. I'm on a lady. Like, was it five? Did you say five, five and a half? Five. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go UVA. I think uh, their defense will get out on those shooters. Uh, I think they played once this year. I think UVA won by like 20 or something. Um, call me a hater, but I guess th- I think this is where Syracuse's run ends, and and I think UVA wins this. Patty C, you gonna go with the dog? Uh, I, I'm inclined to. I mean, uh, 21 point win over NC State. I was definitely thinking NC State was gonna get that cover. Two of their best players are out. For NC a State. factor, yeah. definitely something to consider, but. I don't know. I, I, th- this is, I'm a little biased here. So I want, I want to fade my fade my boys a little bit and not jinx them. So I'm going to take Syracuse. Wow. Uh, I'll take, I, I'm, I'm with Nick. I mean, I picked Virginia to win the ACC regular season championship and guess what they did. Thankful. Thank you. Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I got Virginia winning at all. I just don't have them curb stomping Syracuse. I think there's going to be a game tomorrow. Uh, Duke Florida state tomorrow, three 30. What are we thinking here? That's got potential. For I don't it. have a line. Cause this game just Duke just ended with Louisville. So they have not yet added a line. It should be coming up soon. So well, well let me ask you this Dan to base. So what, who do you favor a team that has a double buy and, and they haven't played, or do you favor a team that's played a couple games? Are, are they, do they have the momentum or do you worry about fatigue? No. especially like the no, second half. I think momentum is, is more important than fatigue. These are, I think for the third game in three days, I agree the fourth game in four days. That's when I think fatigue really sets in. 
And, and we saw that with Mercer and we saw that with Elon Mercer still two, had that thing tied up with like two minutes left, dude. At, and, and they faded and they, you know, they couldn't hit a shot from deep, especially, you know, from, from deep in the second half, especially, you know, late in the second half and the same thing applied to Elon. So I'm just saying, I think three games in three days. I mean, these, come on, these are all, you know, college yeah, athletes. Yeah. They can just get it done. Look, I, I think four games in four days is tough, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, look, Oh, you, what are we going then? You taking Duke? I, I would imagine what Florida state, maybe a, a three or four point favorite. What do you think? That probably sounds accurate. Hey man, look, I'm wearing the Duke shirt. I can't go against my boys now. It's been a rough year, but at least they're grinding. Now they're trying to get there. So I can't abandon them at this point. So go Duke. I'm on Duke too. Patty C this game was uh postponed. That was the only time they were supposed to play in the regular yeah. season. They have so, not played this year yet. Not played yet. Um, and what's the spread on this? Sorry. No, if, if we, we're just guessing. Oh, we're spitballing three or four Florida state by three or four. Uh, that sounds about right. I got Duke covering that. I got Florida state winning it outright though by like two. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it'll be a, an interesting matchup there. Where, uh, what else do we have in the ACC? Let's talk about the Miami hurricane. My boys, I took them as my dog on Sean and Ryan's show last night as what, catching eight and a half? I said they'll win at Moneyline. And boom, Jared, Jimmy Laranaga's bunch. They take down Pitt yesterday. They take down Clemson today as an eight and a half point dog. And all of a sudden, they play Georgia Tech next. And I think Miami can beat Georgia Tech, guys. What do you think, Nick? I think I'm going to go. I'm thinking I'm going to lean Georgia tech here. Uh, I think Moses, right. And um, the point guard, uh, oh, geez. Uh, what's his name? Georgia tech is one of the top offensive teams in the country. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pay attention. Uh, well, Alvarado. Yeah, Alvarado. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, sorry. I, I was trying to play that. Look, here. I got this soundboard. Um, I just want to play clips. Colby's right? Colby's spending all the time just searching for clips. <laughs> I think the the yellow jacket seniors, Alvarado and Wright are on a mission. And I think Miami only played with like six scholarship guys. Uh, and so this will be their third game in three days. And when you're that thin, I think fatigue can, can start to play a factor here. So I think Georgia tech's going to win this. I think there's something ma- I, I took Georgia tech to win the ACC, but at the same time, there's something magical. And I said it all year. You got to watch out. Everyone's saying their season's over. Miami season's over. Well, I got news for you. Nothing is over. Nothing is over. All right. Jimmy Larinaga. Anytime he's coaching your team, you can't just say the season's over. He took George Mason to the final four, baby. Give me the hurricanes and the points. Maybe Nick's right with Georgia tech. I actually kind of hope Georgia tech wins because I have them to win the ACC. So, Ooh, Uh, yeah, this would be a pretty big upset. Georgia tech really flexed quite a bit down the stretch on this season. Miami has had flashes in the pan here and there of uh, promise, but Arizona state of the ACC. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you don't know, you can't count them out, but if I'm betting five days a week, give me uh, give me Georgia tech to cover four. So Uh, so my play, I don't know if you guys, uh, we didn't get a chance to do it because of the way uh, the schedule broke down, but I took Virginia as my favorite to win the ACC and Georgia tech as my dog. Mm. They kind of decent odds on both. So yeah, I like it. All right, let's and make- and if they both win tomorrow, then they'll be playing each other, I believe, right? Yep. Ooh. So Semi-finals. you'll have you'll have one of those teams in the final. Exactly, exactly. So 
Um, okay. Let's hop over to what uh, Georgetown takes down Marquette Marquette guys. Let's talk about Wojo. He should be fired, right? Let's talk about why was, why was I the only one out of five people picking that game on Georgetown? I had no idea. I said this last night on the show with, with Sean Ryan. I said, I didn't know what to think. I go Marquette seemed to be playing a little bit better in the past week or two. So, and then I was like, Georgetown's played a lot better. So I said, I stay away from this game. I don't know who the fuck I'm picking. And then Kramer kind of talked me into Marquette, but I, I didn't bet this, but I had to back my pick from the show. So uh, you see me, see what I did there. I should be a fucking politician with this. All right. Um, I've been waiting for that Georgetown wave to crash for a little while now, but they, they've kept it rolling. What are they? Uh, I mean, starting back with that Providence game coming out of uh, their four game, four missed game COVID stretch there. Four, seven, and seven and four. So pretty good for Ewing. Does Georgetown have a shot tomorrow against Villanova? <laughs> Last time they played, guys, this was a tie game with three minutes left, and Villanova had Colin Gillespie. How- and Justin Moore. Yeah, and Justin Moore. Villanova minus eight and a half. I'm all over Georgetown here. Wouldn't it be I great so. if yeah. Patrick Ewing got his boys in the in March Madness? Yeah, buddy, start it up. <laughs> I can I can imagine the knee pads now. Boom. Well, apparently, I mean, th- you know, this year, I, I think they, I think Georgetown has a, a legitimate chance here. I'm going to take them with the points here. I think it's t- too many points. Um, but apparently, most of the team comes back and they get a five star, a top recruit coming in next year. I, I've already heard some people saying, "Watch out for the Hoyas next year." Well, um, this is the year that John Thompson died and Patrick Ewing, his all time star pupil carrying that fucking shoulder towel for him all the way to the tournament. Go Hoyas. Um, well, what do we think about Wojo? Should he be, I think he should be fired personally. Well, Marquette's had some talented teams and I don't know how they're, they're this bad. Uh, let me pull this up, man. Cause actually, you know, not to once again, to mention the Slack channel, I was talking with fellow Duke fan and, and solid American Dylan Hyder. I believe his Hell name of is a good guy. Came to my comedy show in Milwaukee. Shout out to Dylan Heidler. Oh, uh, no shit. I didn't know that Dylan. Yeah. I love you, man. I, I love that. You're a Duke fan. He was saying, you know, that, that he thinks Duke should get Wojo uh, after coach K retires, which is probably, I don't know, in a couple of years. And I was like, whoa, 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 please pump those. He, he lives in I, Milwaukee, I think, or actually like an hour from Milwaukee, I think. So maybe he's just blinded by, by fandom Wojo of, love. of being a Marquette fan. Well, I look, I, I looked up the stats. He's been at Marquette for seven years. He has a 57% winning percentage, only a 46% winning percentage in conference. He's only made the tournament twice in seven years and he's lost in the first round, both those years. And they had Marcus Howard, even this year's team, I thought was talented with McEwen and, and Carton. I thought they should be better. If you bet you let another coach have that roster, they'd be in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But, I, I like, I love Ojo. He was a great player. Slap that floor one more time, but uh, <laughs> slapping floors ain't winning games. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, not, a, not as a I coach. Know. <laughs> better luck next year. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, an dude, idiot. <laughs> I'm all over Georgetown getting uh, eight and a half tomorrow against, uh, against Nova. Can't believe that action. A bi- the big East though. We saw it. Xavier upset by Butler and Butler's missing one of their best players. Uh, Butler now will play. Um, they're first off they're nine and 14 and they get, they were eight and 14, but now they'll play Creighton and we know Creighton's been a mess in the locker room. Any ch- Butler split with Creighton in the regular season. Any chance the Bulldogs have a shot at taking down 
the uh, the uh, Creighton Blue Jays. How many times can we? I They're mean, the I guess Bulldogs. You every have other a team is a dog. Bu- yeah, the Hornets yeah. is a dog. I'm saying, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was doing that because their mascot was a dog or because they're the underdog. Yeah, it's both. I get to milk both of this. All right. Don't just be prepared. There's going to be a lot of fun in this, uh, in this new, in this new age. By the way, can we get a, uh, a sound bite for uh, Matt Dillon? I, I went back and listened to that. It's you. I love those goofy bastards. <laughs> what, Matt Dillon. What are you talking about? And uh, oh, something oh, about me. Okay. God, I love those goofy <laughs> bastards. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he's a real asshole. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, Butler Creighton here, guys. Uh, uh, but, hey, Butler have any of, shot. Speaking of teams, I, I I know we should be talking about the conference tournament and this year, but uh, watch out for Butler next year because they were not expected to do anything this year. Uh, that coach, I forget his name. But LeVar I can see his Jordan. Face. What's his name? LeVar Jordan. That dude. I think he's legit, man. And I think Butler watch out for them next year and sure. Hey, I think Creighton's a better team this year, but uh, I've been really impressed with Butler of late. Patty C did we give him a winner. Is it going to be Butler or is it going to be just giving Creighton? A, we're just giving money line play here. Well, I don't have a line on it. I don't have a line on it at the moment because Butler just won like ten minutes. Expect yeah. Creighton by uh, seven. I was gonna say six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh give me Creighton. I can't. I, I imagine they're gonna rally. You know, clearly at this point, you would assume the favorite mm-hmm. in the Big East. So, yeah. Um, Big Ten action. Minnesota takes down Northwestern. I was on Northwestern here just because I figured, hey, Minnesota's not playing at home. I've been horrible. That, that was a tough game to pick. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, well, now Minnesota will go on to face. They're thirteen and fourteen. They'll face Ohio State. Any chance Minnesota takes down the Buckeyes? At one point, Minnesota this year, I would have favored them to beat Ohio State. Yeah. What a wild fucking season we've had. <laughs> hey, uh, the Buckeyes have had their struggles of late. I think they lost what three or four in a row there. You know, a, a week or two ago. Uh, the Buckeyes are a better team, but if you're giving me a ton of points, I think Minnesota might be able to keep it close. Yeah, yeah, Patty C. Uh, this one's not going to be close. Come on, Minnesota no. has been butt sauce for a minute now. Hey, but it feels good. They got one off the Schneid. They're good. They won one. Um, sure, you're right. Dang, Ohio State has dropped four in a row. Now, granted, three of those were the top ten teams, and the other one True. was at Michigan State. So. Maybe uh, this is where the Buckeyes flex their muscle because they are a good team. Maybe this is where we're like, Hey, you know what? We're not, we're not losing this game. We're not losing the first round to Minnesota. That would be a tough uh, L right there. Perhaps. I mean, look, uh, yeah, I think Ohio state's probably the play. Depends on the line. Depends on the line. What do you think that line will be? Nick, you said seven. I don't know, man. I mean, at least should be more than that. Eight. It might, it might be up to 10 or so. If so, if it's double digits, give me Minnesota to at least hang around. Yes. Barking dog. Give me the golden gophers. Um, and uh, all right, let's bounce over to uh, well, I'm just going to go through a, a shit ton of games going on tomorrow. Um, we want to touch on all the conferences and we'll try our best to do that as I have fun with this, but the Mac ball state and Toledo guys, they split in the regular season. Most recently Toledo won, I think in the past week against ball state, but Early uh, February, I think Ball State won by eight or so against Toledo. It's a dangerous spot for the one seed Rockets to be facing the Cardinals, who split in the regular season with them. Any chance that uh, that Ball State and the Cardinal pull the upset? You know my opinion on it. 
Yeah, Patty C's been a Ball State fan. He's what we we don't know is I'm assuming your mom went to Ball State or something. There's got to be an angle. Patty C's the biggest Ball State fan. I don't know. I I, yeah. I, I like. I'm not sure about an angle, but there's some jokes there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, fucking wherever there's balls, I'm a fan. There you go. There you go. I'm on. I'm, I'm on Toledo. Actually, I think. Uh, I think the Rockets uh, roll here in the first round. I'm gonna take Ball State plus the eight points. I think Toledo gets the win. Ball State yeah. flirts with them. Um, Michigan State, Maryland at eight. So Ball State, Toledo, eight a.m. Great game. Then eight thirty, Michigan State, Maryland. Mich- Maryland's laying two guys. Is that foolish that the Terps are doing that to the Spartans? Yeah. Well, just like what two weeks ago, Maryland whipped Michigan State, but yeah. apparently Sparty has turned a corner. I'm on Sparty here. I'm gonna take the the couple points. I might even lock it up. Yeah, uh, I'm. On- St- uh, Maryland just had a really bad loss to Penn State, I think. And Northwestern. Where's that? And, yeah. Like, what's going on there? This is in Indianapolis, Indiana. So. I think uh slight mileage advantage for old hey, Michigan state. Do big 10 schools have an advantage playing the conference tournament in the same location that the national tournament is going to be? Mm, yeah. Same, same gym. I mean, you, you, you get used to the, uh, get a couple spots on the that floor. Gym. But, I think that's an advantage. But you pay I, attention to that come tournament time, especially but, like in the first couple rounds. But I also think that there's, aren't they playing at Hinkle field house too? They're playing at a lot of different places. Well, yeah, they are playing at a couple ones, but if, if they're, you know, if they are playing at uh, the main stadium in Indianapolis, the cult stadium, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, it's just, just something to monitor. I agree. Uh, I um, will say Michigan State 12 and 3 at home, 3 and 8 on the road, Maryland 11 and 6 at home, 4 and 6 on the road. So that that matters for both teams. Does the neutral site favor Michigan State because the travel is a little less? Potentially, I'm going to lean Sparty. I'm all over Sparty here. What a great slate of games we have, guys, cuz also at 8:30 a.m. Oklahoma State just won in Morgantown without Cade Cunningham and Likalele. Uh, and now they play them again and they're catching three points. And this is in Kansas City, Missouri. Why are we? I mean, it, it almost smells to me. It smells, right? Woo! Right? This is a random, <laughs> random time for a woo there. No, I, I could do the whole fucking episode doing that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's never a bad time for yeah. a Ric Flair woo. <laughs> That's true. Uh, look, I mean, I think these are pretty equal teams. And uh, I like West Virginia to get the, their revenge, even with Cunningham. I, I'm with you. I think it smells. Give me West Virginia minus three. That's the angle here. Gonna be a close game, though. So I, I you know, if someone wants to take the, those points and figure it might be a one or two point game. I mean, usually in basketball, two and a half, like whatever. I'm gonna take what team I think is better. But it actually might come down to that in this game because it should be really close. Did we get a confirmation one way or another about uh, Oklahoma State's postseason? Yeah, they, they, the NCAA didn't rule anything. Then they left today for uh, Can- for Kansas City, so they're good. So they're going to be playing. Oh, they had to do it by today. Yeah. yeah. So fucking. Uh, Do you think the cowards that the NCAA are, are going to take out the best freshman in the country and yeah. not let him play in this tournament? Well, well the second best Memphis. freshman is is Auburn, and and, and last year, uh, Memphis James Wiseman. So I, I get well, uh, last year was different, and this year Auburn that was self imposed. Yeah. Look, just because Chuck Persons giving people bags of ninety thousand dollars. All right. Does not mean they shouldn't play for an NCAA tournament. All right? <laughs> Here's another factor uh, to consider. Uh, I know Memphis isn't exactly like 
chopped liver when it comes to basketball and tradition, but they're still not part of the powers that be as far as I'm, I'm concerned, you know, they're not, I mean, big East, I guess is a power conference in basketball, but Memphis is not part of that power five club. I wouldn't say as a, as a university. And so interesting like helicopters. Like, like, yeah. I need a fucking an app for that. I, I need a I need a fucking sound job for that. Damn it! Anyway, I'll just go with this. You know um, what you need? <laughs> you need uh, the guy. Uh, what is it? The North Carolina guy. In fact, that's right around your territory, Nick. Have you have you met? Uh, what's that guy's name? David Thompson. Which I, I haven't. I, look, I had the crazy here. pilot from Charlotte. Yeah, the rogue, the rogue pilot. helicopter pilot. I, right. I don't think I've met him in person. I, I'm I'm in Raleigh. Couple hours away, <laughs> but uh, to go well, find uh, look, David. Next Thompson. time I come to your house, I'm going to give him an open invite to, to come <laughs> hang out with us, um, and we'll have more put of him, that. Put him on the pod. I need to get him on the pod, <laughs> dude. The conspiracy theories yeah. that guy's got dialed up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Look, uh, Mississippi State against Kentucky in Nashville. Uh, this is a lock. This is a Dundee lock right here. Kentucky minus three and a half. They're going to get that done. They're going to be a thorn in Alabama's side the game after. They're going to be the team to take down Bama. You heard it here first. The only thing I would say is that you should have got in earlier in the day because I locked it at two and a half. Well, you know, life fucking, they're winning. They'll win it by seven. All right. You're probably, yeah. Agreed. That's that's a nine a.m. game. All these are, I mean, for me on the west, for you, Nick. Uh, all these are eleven, eleven, what noon? Those games tipping off all around that time. It's fantastic, even in the big sky. Northern Colorado, Southern Utah is going to be interesting. Uh, Ohio, Kent State in the MAC, guys. The MAC is going to be a little bit of a wild conference. I'm going to take Ohio minus two. Kent State without one of their best players, but they've played good with him being out. Uh, what do we think about the Bobcats minus two, or are you going with the golden flashes? Mm. Let's see what uh, earlier matchups between these two yielded here. I do believe this. While you're pulling that up, Patty, I'll just say I took Ohio minus two, but I don't love it. It, This is a tight game here. I don't love either side, but I leaned Ohio. This will be the first time they're playing this season. So Oh really? Uh, okay. Yeah, the other one was canceled recently, so um, nothing to show us exactly what to expect here. Give me Kent. Give uh, me Kent. Going Kent State. Yeah. Uh, that's at that's at ten thirty here on the west, one thirty on the east. Minnesota, Ohio State's eleven uh, two on the east. Miami, Georgia. A Tech. golden flash is when a uh, Asian dude whips out his dick, right? Is that? I'm pretty sure that's what that, is that or an like Urban Dictionary thing. Yeah. There you go. I don't know what the fuck. I'm um. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that? Because <laughs> when a guy flashes you, you know, flash uh, opens the yellow, end. golden. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm racist. All right. All right. I read you. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, Urban Dictionary is is an <laughs> asshole. Um, yeah. It's kind of racist. I do yeah. not. Uh, I I do not sign off on that. Yeah. I, I'm out on <laughs> this one on. too. Right? Uh, don't, don't, thing, if you guys look. get politically correct on me right now after all this shit, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to say here except for. Um, look, this is a college experience. Welcome to the college experience. I love Asians. Um, look, that's not even, that's not even mean. It's just a golden flash. When I whip out my dick, that's a white flash. Okay. All right. Fuck you both. Okay. Fucking Uh, sissies. 
<laughs> how do I get how do I get out of this here? Let me just play uh let me just play this. Play another thing. Well what happened was that second game we got our ass kicked. <laughs> well done. Uh, Good transition. Look, Miami catching ten against Georgia Tech guys. I know we, we touched on this game, but you gotta take the ten points in the hurricane. Are you are you fucking crazy? Nick? Wow, ten? Ten. That's That's the line they dropped? Yeah, it's out right now. <sighs> yeah, I gotta go Miami. That's what I'm saying. Dude. I'm surprised it's ten, dude. and it's almost like why is it ten? By my calculations, this will be a two possession game. All right. Yeah, I guess. I guess go Hurricanes. Mm, I don't think it's gonna be a two possession game, but ten is pushing it. I have it closer to like eight. Watch out, man. How about this one? Arizona State catching eight and a half against the Ducks of Oregon. Arizona State, you said? Yeah, just fresh off of beating Wazoo today. Now they take on Give me Oregon. Oregon in Vegas. Minus eight and a half, the Ducks. All right. Now, now, Nick, I mean, are we all thinking the same thing here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Oregon's been blowing everybody out, but they are the class of the Pac-12 here. So give me the Ducks. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh my gosh! Someone take this thing away from me. I'm gonna take Arizona State. <laughs> I'm gonna take Arizona State and the eight and a half, but Oregon gets the win. Okay. All right. You heard it here first. I'm taking Oregon to cover. Fuck you both. All right. Then we got. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you had Oregon? Buddy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Sorry. Sorry. I'm still, I'm still heated about my yellow flower. Wait, gold. <laughs> now I just made it bad. Yeah. Uh, K State Baylor. We got the Wildcats against the Bears here, guys. What are we thinking? Are we going to go? Uh, I mean, K State, been kind of a. They've been playing a lot better in the past week or two. K State? Uh, I mean, do we have a line? We probably don't yet. No, don't have a line yet. We don't have a line on that or Vanderbilt or Florida. Those two games yeah. tipping off 11 30 a.m. on the West, 2 30 on the East tomorrow. See, this is where you separate yourself. Let me crack that beer. From me by paying close attention to K State's performance over the past couple weeks, but you're right. Winners of four of their last five granted. I think Patty C locked up TCU tonight too. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to bring that up, buddy. Jeez. One of the most insanely (laughs) idiotic things I have ever heard (laughs) at no point. Yeah. In your rambling. That's what I should have played when, when that (laughs) fucking thing dropped anyway. Um, okay. Damn. Kansas state won by 21 K state in the points. What do you think? I mean, it's, it's tough to say 17? without knowing how many points Baylor's going to win. 17? They're probably going to win by double digits at 17. Are you taking the wildcats? 17. If it's, if it's close to 20, I would think about it. Yeah, I think I would dude. They, they beat Oklahoma. Uh, who's number yeah. seven, you know, recently winners of the four of the last five. I would say that's a trend that I'm leaning toward meaning something for Kansas state. So yeah, I'm gonna have them cover that. Seventeen, yeah. Especially since well, I don't know that Baylor. Well, wait, many people are trying to talk here. Once. <laughs> Sorry, Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz is known for that, right? Well, I don't get. They bring Ben Cole, but. He's a fucking moron. Uh, Van, uh, Vandy, Florida. Nick, you gonna back Vandy two days in a row? They can hang around here. They can hang around. Tell me the line. What do you think? I don't have a line on this. Just the game just ended. I know, but oh. I know, but what do you think? I'm thinking Florida by uh, Florida by seven. 
I might go Vandy. Florida wins by four or five. Trust in the stack and in Pippen. There's too much NBA talent. You know, come tourney time, that style of play might. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about there as far as. I'd be interested to see though, uh, come tourney time, if a little pro style doesn't uh, doesn't pay off some metrics start to factor. You know, because because <laughs> you know, and again, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about here. So it's, no, no, no. I'm sorry. So I keep me, thinking about Lou Holtz, <laughs> and he keeps fucking up my my my. Uh, this is uh, you guys gave me a soundboard. This is what's gonna happen. L- let me throw shit at the wall here, and then you guys kind of clean it up for me. Okay. All right. You know how. Uh, you always would say David Robinson versus Akeem Olajuwon, and you probably have a point to an extent that certain style of play, once everything buckles down in the playoffs, stops being as effective, right? Yes. Well, what, NBA regular season, they've never cared, really. Right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so is there a style of play in the NCAA tournament that typically like thrives more than others? And, and is there a style of play that tends to bog down? I mean, obviously UVA is an example of like, you slow the clock, you know, it well, really good, good defensive teams. Bob Huggins has had some success. I mean, never an NCAA championship, but a couple final fours, full court press. I mean, Patino was known for his full court press. Yeah. Good guard play. I, I think Nick would probably agree that it's traditionally, you know, I, I don't know how far you want to go back, but I think, you know, everyone thinks that Larry Johnson or Stacey Ogman be the most important player on UNLV. I think it was Greg Anthony. Yeah. And I think guard play is, is the, uh, even though those Duke teams, Bobby Hurley, you go back that far. I think those were very underrated player. Like the, I think they were the most important players on those teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's no secret. Guard play is key. Uh, but I think teams that are balanced in offense and defense, like if you look at Ken Palm rankings, if you see a, a, a school and actually there's a, there's a stat, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but like this many of the past, like 10 or 15 national champ national championship winners have been like top 20 in both, yeah, I've in heard both that one too. offensive efficiency and defensive yeah. efficiency. If you're just defense, there's going to become a point where you need to score the ball. And, and, and so in the same thing with <laughs> offense, if it's, if you're just offense, if you're Iowa, for example, you're going to eventually you're going to need to lock down somebody. So you need to be a well-rounded team and, and guard play is key. Well, do you think Stackhouse has developed that at all? Is he the type of guy with this newfangled uh, pro coaching style that could maybe shine a little bit come conference tournament and NCAA tournament time? I don't know about that. I mean, they beat Texas A&M today, <laughs> so let's not get too yeah, crazy. Bryce drew a raw deal, dude. He, he would have, he had a completed uh, or a depleted roster that final year he was there and they gave him a very short lease. He's a good coach. He's doing good things at grand Canyon, but uh, Vanderbilt to give them credit. They've been playing a lot better the last month or so. Yeah. Rounding yeah. into form guys. We got a loaded slate. We got to move on. All right. We got yeah, a loaded sorry. slate tomorrow. <laughs> no, you're good. Seton hall, St. John's big East. I don't have a line on this one yet. I don't know why, because this was a game that they should have a line on because no, no one played earlier today. Uh, we saw this game. What? I think uh, in the past week or two, and I believe St. John's won. they came back. They no, the last time they played uh, was on Saturday they, and St. John's won by 10. Do you think that's an advantage that goes perhaps in Seton Hall's favorite? Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, you always have to worry about that. Like back to back, especially when it's like two somewhat equally matched teams. Yeah. Uh, now it, it, it certainly seems like Seton hall is trending downward while St. John's is trending upward. If it's a close spread, I'm going to go St. John's again, what but do you there's think this, cause for 
for hesitation there. What do you think? Saint, they're going to give it St. John's by five. What do you think? St. John's favored by five. Yeah. They just won by 10 on Saturday against the same opponent. Yeah. I'm going to roll St. John's again. I don't like it though. I think I might take Seton Hall. I'm taking Seton. The adjustments will be made and uh, you can count on a closer game. If the, if the results of this season have told us anything, there we go. That's what we should yeah. expect. Um, AAC tipping off to lane Tulsa to Tulsa minus three. I don't want to touch long on this one, guys. We all go in Tulsa. We go in Ron Hunter green wave. Green wave. I think they won by 10 last time they uh, squared off against each other. Yeah. Uh, Ron Tulsa two lane of the two teams that always make me uh, that I always confuse for each other <laughs> out in the middle of fucking throw, nowhere. Throw it out. All right. Well, uh, Wyoming just took care of uh, business in their first matchup in the, uh, in the mountain West. They're playing San Diego state, San Diego state minus 14 and a half guys. We got any leans here. I think you take Wyoming in the points. Agreed. I kind of like, you know, going with the team that has that momentum playing the day before, you know, San Diego state, there's a favorite that might come out a little, you know, a little cold, a little tight. Uh, yeah. Give me Wyoming to keep it close. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Patty C. What do you think? Sure. Let's go Wyoming. You there? There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miami, Ohio in the Mac at, or not at, but they're playing Buffalo, the bulls. And I'm telling you guys, my Buffalo laying eight. You, I kind of want to take Miami, Ohio, but Buffalo's been playing different. They've been playing on a different level. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I am taking the Buffalo Bulls minus eight. Give me the give me Buffalo to get it done. <laughs> well, do uh, I appreciate shit? the tunes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I locked up Buffalo at seven at seven and a half. I made that bet earlier earlier today. Uh, I was I've been impressed with Buffalo. I know I was throwing a little bit of shade their way a few weeks ago when they had beat nobody in conference, but since then they've they've had a couple marquee wins. And man, they just look good when you watch them. So I think they roll over Miami, Ohio. I think they win by double digits. Patty C. Ah, uh, Bulls, uh, Red Hawks. What we got? Fourteen and seven Bulls. Miami, not, uh, what? Fucking twelve and ten. Not a whole lot to glean from this. Although you're right, five in a row for Buffalo. Sure, ride that wave. Give me the Bulls. Speaking of riding, the Rider Bronx. The worst seeded team in the MAAC. Well, guess what? They happened to upset Canisius the other day, as they they, they were the they were the eleven seed essentially, uh, and now they take on St. Peter's. Or do the Bronx? Are they a live dog? I think they might be. Uh, shout out to the Bronx. Why are they not called Broncos though? Isn't that a little annoying? Uh, they're, they're changing it up. I give them originality. Are points. they in the Bronx of New York? Is that the angle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're only dropping one letter, you know? Right. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to abbreviate, you know, make it worthwhile. Yeah. Just because of that, I'm on the peacock St. Peter's baby. Oh. That's a fucking great mascot. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I mean, Ryder, I feel like they were a better team recently. Like last year. Did, have they taken a? Oh yeah, a these conferences, dude. When once they graduate, there's always like, there's, there's like they're all the same team. So. This is a big one here. Uh, Nevada swept Boise State just like two weeks ago. Uh, now Boise State minus four against the Wolfpack guys. I mean, Steve Alfred seems to have these guys going. Do we howl at the moon? 
with the with the wolf pack or what do you guys think? Was that a wolf or a cow or I don't that know what the hell that was? Is that a whale? <laughs> what the fuck? Why is why is All right, no, let's go and, and, and remove that off the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the points here. I mean, come on, I, I, equal teams. Gonna give me some points. I'll take them. How do you see? Give me the pack, baby. I'm on the pack as well. All right. Now we hop over to the Pac-12 uh, Oregon State. Nice beaver. Uh, plays UCLA. <laughs> ah, that's a great one. <laughs> plays, <laughs> plays UCLA. UCLA minus five points. Oregon State played a lot better in the second half of the season, including, I think, three straight road games. This game's in Vegas, guys. Do we take the Beavers plus the five points? Or do we nice ride beaver. with the Bruins of UCLA? I'm going to take UCLA. UCLA losers of three straight against some pretty damn good competition though. Uh, at Colorado at Oregon and hosting USC in a game. They should have won. Uh, give me UCLA all day. Agreed. I think that three game losing streak you know, has brought the line down. I think, you know, UCLA, they are the better school healthier now. And now it means something. I expect them to beat Oregon state by more than that. Yeah, yeah, this that, is lock that, city. That might really. be a Dundee special a Dundee yeah. lock right there. Um, but, uh, Akron, Bowling Green, Akron, Akron minus one. I'm this was, uh, originally when I was on the, uh, the sports gathering podcast talking about the Mac, I took both these teams, uh, my favorite Akron and my dog Bowling Green, but I didn't realize they were playing each other in the first round. So then I had to switch <laughs> out of, uh, of Akron. I do like Bowling Green as a potential live dog here, guys. Uh, I agree. And I think uh, I was, you know, I, we've, it's been a, a, a weekly thing here. I was on Bowling Green for the longest time. I jumped off. Now I'm back on. I think they're better than Akron. I think they win. Um, I mean, Akron, I thought was at one point the best team in this conference, but uh, I don't know anymore. Bowling Green's kind of been trending in the right direction despite a, uh, a bad loss the other day, but Bowling Green has one of the best players in the country and what, and probably the best player in the Mac in Justin Turner, you all American son of a bitch, <laughs> um, not, not the third baseman from the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Patty C, what are you going? Uh, Bowling green did just recently beat uh, Akron by 12. That said, even though Akron's on a three game losing streak, give me the zips to rebound here. All right. Uh, Indiana Rutgers in the big 10. There's no line on this yet. And, and they've had time to prep this one. That's how Vegas is just confused. They don't know what to fucking do right here. Uh, what do we think guys with Indiana and Purdue? Uh, I'm sorry, not Indiana, Purdue, Indiana Rutgers. I'm going to take Rutgers to get it done. Indiana has been a team that I don't want a part of. You said no line on this. I one don't yet? see a line yet. No. Mm. Nick. Eileen Rutgers. I mean, when's the last time Indiana's won a game? Yeah. They've been a problem. For Losers of five already. straight six of the last seven only win in that stretch was against Minnesota at home. Uh, now I will say Rutgers. I'm sorry to, to cut you off Patty, but if Rutgers is favored by a lot, I don't think they will be What, like five or so maybe. Yeah. And I think it's, it's tempting to take Indiana there. If it's, any, if it's any more than five, I'd be a little skeptical. I think Rutgers wins though. Rutgers won by 11 against Indiana about three weeks ago. So uh, that said, I do think, I don't know. I think Rutgers is significantly better than Indiana. 
I've, I've lost a lot of faith in Indiana. Mm. I think we all have. Well, yep. You're not the only one. <laughs> let's hop over. I just got to touch on this one, man. The Southland conference. we got new Orleans against Northwestern state guys. Get my limousine right on 85. Get my Learjet <laughs> and take off to new Orleans. All right. I'm taking new Orleans to get it done against Northwestern state. There's no line on this one yet. I just wanted to fucking th- crowbar in some Ric Flair. All right. uh, uh, where else we got Duke, Florida state, no line on it yet. UTSA, Western Kentucky in the conference USA, no line on it yet. Georgia, Missouri guys, Missouri minus six. Woo. Do we flirt with taking the bulldogs guys? Ooh. Oh, Georgia, a little better of a team than I realized they were. Um, 14, 11, Missouri sitting there at 15 and eight. They said the spread was what? Uh, Missouri minus six. Mm, that's close to, that's close to dead on. Minus six, man. That's a yeah. Tough- so the line movement is going Missouri's way. It opened up five and a half. I'm on Mizzou here. Um, I just think, I mean, during the regular season, it was hard to choose a lot of these sec games, but I think now that it's conference tournament conference tournament time, the cream will rise to the top. I think Missouri is just a better overall team than Georgia. So give me the tigers. Missouri was the same team in football and basketball, just somehow in the top 25 for a good portion of the season, or at least at some point in the season and didn't even notice that they were playing the game. So Uh, that said, you have to figure they should be favored by more than five or six. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll ride with that. I guess I'll go Missouri too. I don't feel great about that game. Well, well I don't get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, uh, <laughs> ECU UCF AAC UCF minus five and a half guys. What do you think we go when it comes to ECU and UCF? Well, well I don't get. I'm gonna throw that. Right. Uh, UCF minus five and a half. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride uh, ECU. UCF. I'm with two. you. I'm yeah. with you, brother. Once again, line movement in your favor opened up at plus six. Now it's plus five and a half. Uh, too many points, man. If if I mean, first off, UCF with that slow tempo, defensive brain of basketball, they don't beat anybody by a lot. So if they're going to win, it's going to be by only by one or two possessions. Give me the pirates. There we go. Patty C ECU. Yes. ECU. Yes. That's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, rice, red, hot rice, Nick. I, I can't believe I didn't lock this on the thing. Although, let me, let me throw this out here. What's that? ECU losers of four straight UCF winners. Of who'd, four we, straight. who'd we beat though? Five games ago. <laughs> who was that? Houston. Oh, snap. Um, Rice UAB. Look, Rice has won two in a row. And this is Nick's argument here that the, do you take the team that's been better throughout the season? Or do you take the team that's red hot? That's had an opportunity to play two games already. Rice was like a 10 point dog to Marshall today and, and almost reverse that. What was the final score? They might've won by more than 10. No, they only won by four, but when I was watching, they were up by over 10. Um, uh, do we, I, I I'm thinking UAB, I don't have a line on it yet, but I would assume UAB seven, eight, nine point favorite. Yeah. And you know what? I was, I was wrong on that today. I was on Marshall. Um, uh, so I'm not, I can't go against rice two week, two, two days in a row, especially cause I've been saying, I've been telling everybody that UAB has been a slightly overrated this year. So, uh, yeah, if, if it's, if it's anywhere in that ballpark, then I like rice to cover. Yes. Let me ask you this: Is Conference USA the a Conference USA Western Division, the SEC West of college basketball? 
Six out of the seven teams finished with a winning record this season. Pretty fucking impressive. Uh, Rice sitting all the way down at sixth place uh, in this division. I think they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Give me Rice. I'm all over Rice here. Uh, UNLV, Utah State. Don't have a line on it yet. What's going on in the world? Get these fucking lines out there. UNLV, any chance they pull off the upset against uh, the Aggies that are the first team out in Joe Lenardi's bracketology? Nick? No, no, I don't think so. Utah State wins. Uh, you know, nice uh, win and cover by UNLV today. Once again, I was on the wrong end of that. I, I leaned me Air too. Force to cover. Yeah, me too. But uh, I think Utah State takes care of business tomorrow. Um, Go Aggies. Yeah. South Carolina Ole Miss. Ole Miss laying seven. Frank Martin got any magic there? Man, this game is like the typical Southeastern Conference game where we're like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I went South Carolina because I thought seven was a little too many points. I don't feel great about it. I'm staying far away from this game betting wise, but since, since we pick every game, I went South Carolina. I don't know. What do you think, Colby? Give me South Carolina plus the seven. Yeah. I, I think Patty? I mean, Ole Miss is bad losses out there. They lost to Vandy. Why, why not? Why not South Carolina here? Plus seven. I mean, Ole Miss has been playing better for a little while now. Um, True. Uh, give me the Rebs, baby. Oh, on the Rebs, going with the 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 family the the yeah, the family crest. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Texas Tech at Texas. Is there a Confederate flag on that family crest? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my grandpa. I got I got a uh, like, my, my grandpa knew Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny family tree. My uh, on my mom's side, my grandpa is from fucking uh, Harlem. And uh, my dad's side, or no, on my dad's side, he's from Harlem. My mom's side, he's from the country of Mississippi. So you can imagine what it was like when my Ooh. mom and my dad met. <laughs> some, it's a little culture clash That's going wild, on there. Yeah. Alcohol must have been involved. That right? was, it was. <laughs> uh, okay, Texas Tech, guys, against Texas tomorrow, 6.30 on the west, 9.30 on the east. What a great fucking game here. Texas Tech, the favorite, laying a point and a half against the Longhorns. Shoo. What are we thinking here, guys? I'm going to, I'm going to ride Texas. Give me the point and a half. I think Texas gets, uh, gets the win here. Texas, Texas tech. Last time they played Texas tech one by nine on February 27th. I've lost a little faith in Chris Beard's squad. Mac McClung is great when he wants to, I mean, he's always great or often great. Just, uh, I don't know. How is, uh, how's Texas been doing lately? Have, have they been up to snuff? Uh, well, they lost by nine. What, uh, last, I mean, what, two games ago, but they did beat TCU by 12, uh, this past Sunday. So, Hmm. I'm having a tough day there. Uh, Texas is getting or giving one and a half. You said Texas tech favored by a point and a half. You sound like this. I'm sorry. You just rattled <laughs> off like 600 fucking games in a row. I need to have the spreads pulled up. Where, where are you looking at this? I'm looking at this. Well, I mean, anywhere. I mean, site. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, There's literally hundreds of sites. <laughs> it's amazing how this works, dude. Uh, I, uh, Danta base. I went with you. I went in Texas plus I, I, I saw earlier today at plus two. Uh, I, I don't love this play again. It's a toss up man, but I lean Longhorns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me the Longhorns. All right. All right. There we go. See, now we're fucking talking. 
Um, look, uh, let's just do, I know that's the, the big slate for tomorrow. So everyone will be covered there, but who do we like in general in the, let's go ACC go into your head. Who you, who's one of the conference tournament? That hey, is so a clusterfuck. You going to Virginia? Sure. Why not? I don't really trust them at all, but I don't trust any team in that conference. I think the ACC may be out of the tournament by the sweet 16 after the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see that's it. a fair, that's a fair statement. I, I think only Florida state has the potential to go further, but you know, I mean, they're looking so iffy lately losing I mean, to Notre Dame I, I, against Virginia Wake Forest. They were down at halftime. It wouldn't shock. Like uh, the only thing that bothers me is that coach, but Georgia tech's got the talent to go to the past. Yeah, uh, I know, but it's just, it, it's hard to see them going much further than sweet 16. Come on. They're not that good. I'm just saying they're starting five to me. Like when I match it up against the rest of the country, it's actually a really good starting five. I think like, yeah, but I mean, just like look at the 20 or so games they played this year. Well, you look, why do you think they can string, you know, string together four wins over quality opponents? Be ridiculous. <laughs> the top offensive teams in the country. <laughs> Uh, um, you gotta turn that up. I know. Hear yeah. Look, that's the uh, point. You got it's for the the, the you hardcore like, fans. Man. Yeah, and they're like uh, cranking the volume. <laughs> then we come in and just start screaming right afterward. Um, yeah, I, I mean Georgia Tech definitely on the radar. You can't forget Florida State and act like they don't have the same potential that Georgia Tech does. You know, um, and Virginia, if Huff and Hauser and you know, one ten side comes back as a little X factor. If Kia Clark's got the fucking experience, this is a team that we thought. You know was going to go far. They had a rough patch. I think they're playing a little better. We'll see if they can maintain the shooting, but yeah, the defense isn't quite there. So I got Virginia winning the ACC tournament. I think but, I do too. But Georgia tech is my team to watch in this. I got Florida state winning it all. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they have the highest ceiling of any team in the ACC. So yeah, granted Duke's a little hot right now, I guess. I mean, two wins in a row, uh, the one, the one winner for Boston college, big, big freaking deal. So it's really, you beat Louisville, you know, all so those the third matchup between Duke and Louisville this year all were very tight. So I mean, yeah, it was bound to the the ball was bound to bounce Duke's way this time. Uh, I think Florida State unfortunately will probably beat Duke, and uh, they do have the highest ceiling. Maybe their recent struggles have kind of you know lit a fire under the team. Maybe Leonard Hamilton can get them going in the right direction. They do have the highest ceiling. I think they're the most talented, and I I, I just think they're the best team in the league. So. I'll, I'll go Seminoles. Would be fun to see Leonard Hamilton make a deep run. And I, I, he's 73, we said. Yeah. Time well, he is went to ticking. the Elite Eight, what, the last time we had a tournament, I think, right? Or two times ago? He, yeah, that's he, true. He, he just signed like a five year extension, too, man. <laughs> he's got stem cell. I'm pretty sure he's doing the Stallone. He's, he's, uh, dude, dude looks like he's like 45. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's talk. Uh, I mean, who, what are we thinking in the Big Ten, guys? Gun to your head. I, I'm going to take the Eli and I because I think, first off, I, I kudos to the Illini athletic director who, who called out the big 10 saying, how the fuck are we not co big 10 champions? The, you look at the record. They played way more games. They beat Michigan head to head, but because Michigan's win percentage, because they didn't play as many games is higher. It's a crock of shit. In my opinion, Colby's mad. Cause he had the Illinois ticket to win the big 10 regular season. You're goddamn right. I am buddy. All right. Meanwhile, nobody else gives a shit because it's a meaningless trophy. Well, you could get the one seed, the one seed in what? the tournament. Yeah. Well, it just, oh. and, and the banner hanging on the rafters, you know what that, I mean? Next matters. to Nick Anderson's Jersey. 
Well, hey, I'm a Duke fan. We we hang national championship banners. We don't hang ACC regular yeah, you season hung championship an ACC regular You season might hang an NIT banner. national championship this year. You fucking pieces. Of I don't shit. know. I don't know if we're good enough to win the the uh, NIT. <laughs> I'd take Belmont. Give me Belmont minus three against Duke right now. All right, <laughs> all right cash it. All right, cash that thing right now. Big Ten still five teams in the top twenty. Who are you going, Big Ten, Nick? I'm going to die hard on Michigan. You know, um, I think now that it means something. And so here's what happened with Michigan. They had that long layoff. They came back. They proved again. They were top notch. No, they and then they, they got kind of bored by ducking Illinois. Then they proved they were top notch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever uh, details. Uh, and then they kind of, <laughs> they got kind of bored with the end of the regular season because you know, I mean, come on, they're going to be a one seed. That's why they dropped the game to Michigan State. That's why they dropped the game to uh, Illinois. So I think now that it means something, I think these guys want to win the conference championship. I think they uh, hold serve here. You're crazy. You're crazy that they wanted to lose to Illinois. Illinois didn't even have to Sunmu. You're crazy. Not wanted to lose. I'm just saying that they overlooked the game. They didn't have the mo- the proper motivation. Illinois wanted it more. Let me tell you who's gonna win the fucking Big Ten. Purdue. No. Fucking Izzo and Sparty. Wow. No. Yeah, they are. They're playing good basketball in their last few games. Their last game, they beat Michigan. Uh, before that, a once good Indiana team. Before that, Ohio State. Before that, Illinois. They're not a fucking shitbag team they were at the beginning of the season. This is fucking Tom Izzo in March. Uh, if they win the Big Ten, then freaking give... Tom is like the Nobel peace prize or something. I, I mean, I don't know. There's like, it, it would be the best coaching job ever. <laughs> if they, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Look one Hauser to another, you know, the Hausers win baby. So it's going to happen. I, I think both Hausers are going to have a conference championship at the end of this. Well, season. The funny thing is that Michigan state has been playing a lot of better ball because Hauser's on the bench now, not playing as many minutes because his defense was lacking. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's also a Hauser trend if I've noticed. So, so what do we think though? I mean, what about uh, Purdue flying under the radar? Perhaps. Hold on. Hold on. Let me shit. Hobo from Purdue. I hate Purdue. <laughs> it was the last time they ever won anything anyways. Oh, there we go. Was that that judgment night? Yes. Some Dennis Leary and judgment night talking about Purdue guys. Nobody, nobody is going to get that reference. I don't give a (laughs) fuck as long as it pleases me, buddy. All right. We have Uh, to please me too for 10 seconds to listen to this fucking. Is that the only reason why I brought up Purdue? Uh, well, no, there, I actually took them as my dog to win the big East. I mean, the big I 10. like Purdue. Yeah. I like Purdue as a, as a, as a long shot, like a sneaky play to make like sweet 16. Uh, cause especially cause dude, they're young players like that dude, Ivy. Uh, I mean, they got some young guys that are playing really good here, but eventually they're not as talented as other schools and talent will win out. Buddy Carson Edwards ain't coming through that tunnel. Well, that painter's got a ceiling, right? He's painting the ceiling and he's already fucking painted he's the it. Tony Bennett of the big 10. He's going to get it done. Uh, let's talk uh, a little sec. I went with, uh, what did I go? I went, I went surprisingly. I, I said Missouri to win the sec tournament. And my dog is Kentucky. I don't think if, if you're Bama and Arkansas, you don't want to win the sec. I mean, yes, you do want to win every game you play, but they Arkansas would be at like 
I think 13 wins in a row heading into the NCAA tournament. I don't know that they want that. I think that's a dangerous spot. They almost mm. lost to AM the other night. Nobody looks at like that. Like the team does not look at that. Like, I, you know I what? Know We've that. lost 13 in a row. I know that, but it, maybe we should lose one, <laughs> but, but, but uh, I get that. I'm not saying that, but I will say, go back and look at how many national championship winners won that many in a row. So the flip side is, oh, all right. So lose like in the semifinals and get like, like an extra day or two of rest. I'm just I mean, saying it doesn't happen. Especially that with the NCAA tournament starting on Friday now. Yeah, I mean, you got even if you play Sunday, and I'm I'm not sure if the SEC final Saturday or Sunday. I know there's you know uh, different conferences do it either way, but still, that's like five days of rest. Yeah, I mean, you you don't need any more than that. They'll um, be completely rested up. In fact, any more than that is probably a bad thing. Not yeah. to mention, Arkansas is the perfect team to be like under the radar enough where they're not going to be overhyped and like having these like national expectations, even if they do like run the table and go into the tournament on what a 16, 17 game win streak. Uh, what are they at? What are they at now? Uh, at, what do you mean? In, Arkansas's win streak. Oh, I think it's like nine. Oh, nine. So yeah. I guess it would only be like a 13 game win streak. Let me, let me make sure I'm right with that nine. Only that's pretty good. That's uh probably better than anybody other than, than uh, Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, I believe nine. And then the, the, even that their loss was to okay state. And that was a four point game. Yeah. They have won actually 12 of their last 13. Yeah. Arkansas is playing ball. So I, I, I don't think they're going to, you know, let it go to their head. I think you want them to win out and, and take that momentum into the tournament. I still don't know if they're the best team in the sec though. I still think Alabama's the best school. So I'm going Bama. I agree with you. Actually. Watch out. Dude. Kentucky should have beat Bama the last time they played. I watched that game. Bama was very fortunate to win that game. What Kentucky is a team to watch out for. They would play if, they, if Kentucky beats Mississippi State tomorrow. They will then play Alabama, and I think it's nice. a horrible draw for Bama. Absolutely horrible draw. Uh, keep an eye out there. So I did see Definitely. Norlander um, put up one thing about uh, Alabama having being like them and Gonzaga, and I'm not even sure which year Gonzaga was. Over the past eight years, only two teams have finished in the top ten percent of both uh, defensive uh, efficiency and offensive pace. And so, and Alabama is way out. Like they're an anomaly statistically for yeah. like uh, less than 15 seconds per offensive possession, but like also a, like top 10% defensive efficiency. Why shouldn't that work? You know, the Paul West I would, philosophy. Yeah. I would just say, I mean, all the, the pace doesn't necessarily mean efficiency. it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, I mean Anybody can jack up shots quickly. Well, it's so just I, I, interesting. I think to be, offensive efficiency is is a better stat than 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 just offensive pace. Yeah, I agree uh, completely. It, well, if anything, it just makes for an interesting style because yeah, it never right. happens. You never see a team sprinting on offense and then locking down on defense. It's just a lot of energy being expelled. You would think, um, and so. Well, you know why? Because they're deep and they're athletic. They are athletic. I I, I quoted one coach by saying earlier this year that they're the most athletic team he's ever seen in college basketball. This is like uh, when you guys, you know, had your little dynasty in, uh, in Herndon rec league. Oh, uh, the Hoyas. Uh, yeah. The, the, the we, flames or the Hoyas. Oh, I don't know which one you guys both. Uh, well, did, did, did the flames uh, go undefeated for two and a half years in a row? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, yeah, I'm drinking beer, but yeah. my mouth isn't that filled with water. <laughs> no, I'm saying uh, my team, the tar heels was uh, the offensive lineman coach's 
football team, the football coaches basketball team. And so we got all the football players from the high school team to play youth basketball. And that, that was us. We were Alabama. Did we win anything? No, but we exerted a lot of energy. So of course I'm a fan of that team. I'm rooting for Bama. Nick. Okay. Uh, uh, Bama. You're taking Bama. Uh, Patty's yeah. taking Bama. I'm going to ride with Missouri off the radar. Right. Just, they beat Bama earlier in the year. You got it. It's not going to go chalk. I don't think it's going to go chalk in the sec. Missouri. You said I want Missouri and my dog is Kentucky. Take, wow. take a dog. Don't wow. you don't have to just stick, stick to one team. All right. Do I, you want me to take a dog? Yeah, take a fucking dog. Nick, take a dog. That's well, not, we have odds in front of us here. I mean, just you take know. a fucking dog. I don't have to give you the numbers. All right. <laughs> all right well, yeah, obviously Kentucky's the obvious dog you want to take. Yes. Okay. They're very talented. Okay. They're playing okay. better now. So give me Kentucky. All right. There we go. Does that make it happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's bounce up. Patty C. Give me the rebels. There we go. He's Family re- crest. Rebeling it up right there. <laughs> Wait, um, waving that Confederate flag again. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, okay. Let's bounce around to now the big East big East project. Look, obviously Gillespie out for the year. Creighton. Who knows what's happening over at Creighton, right? Um, and now UConn getting healthy Providence with the big win today. Xavier lost. I know it's too late for people to just say, so to bet these games in the tournament or to bet, you know, the, the actual tournament odds. Um, who do we like though? I, we all got to like UConn, right? Is UConn the favorite? And and I, I watch out for St. John's. That was my play, but Providence could be a little sneaky too, huh? I don't trust Providence to reel it all, to to reel off enough wins in a row. They've but, let me down too many times over the course of the season. So uh, yeah, it's it sounds very chalky, but I totally agree. Actually, as you, you say that uh, Providence down three to DePaul. I'm sorry, I, I must. There, say, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what do we think though? You're going to, we all going to go UConn. Yeah. There's great value. There was great value entering this tournament with UConn. Uh, let's bounce over to the, uh, the big 12. This is the hardest tournament to project. Do we just all go chalk and go Baylor or do, you know, I, I like, I think th- there was no value in that. Now I, Baylor. Yes. They, they, it took overtime to beat West Virginia. I think West Virginia is going to win this tournament. Seven teams in the top 25 right now in the big 12. I'm going to make this argument. Look, I was getting, I was on a show earlier today and I said, if you took the top seven against the big tens, top seven, I, I, and we, we paired them up on the show where we did Baylor against uh, Illinois, which, cause I think Illinois is the best team in the big 10. Yeah. And they played this year and Baylor kind of whooped their ass. Right. And then I was like, okay, well then take the two seed in each and it was Kansas, Michigan. Now I took Michigan. Yeah. Uh, the three seed though was uh, Ohio state. And I believe Texas Oklahoma state, right? Was West it Oklahoma Vir- state? West Virginia, Texas, West Virginia is number no, it was 10. West Virginia. I, yep. forget. I took West Virginia. Right. And then the, the four seed is what Purdue, I believe in the big 10 Purdue against uh, okay. State. I took okay. State. We went down the ranks on this, and I went six and one matching up the Big Twelve with the Big Ten all year. Big Ten's got the credit, and I and, then, and you've I, been the one giving it well, to. Well, well, I mean, look. Another thing is this: Northwestern, uh, Penn State, a lot better than the likes of Iowa State yeah. and TCU and and, and whatnot. Um, but what do you what do you feel about that? And who are you guys taking in the Big Twelve? Nick, I'm on Baylor. I hate to go chalk again, but you're right. I mean, the big, the big 12, especially those top what six or seven schools, they're all legit, man. And they all could, 
eventually get to the sweet 16, if not further. Um, so yeah, I, I like all those schools. I think Baylor is now back. I think kind of similar to Michigan took a few games to kind of, you know, get back from their COVID break. But uh, I think it's pretty evident that they are the best team in the conference that by no means that does that mean that like they're a, a clear cut, obvious choice to you know, don't even play the games think. I mean, cause there's so many good teams here. Yeah. Anybody could knock them off. Yeah. And you know, so if I was a betting man, I, I don't have the odds in front of me and it doesn't matter cause it's already started. Um, but you know, this is a conference where I might kind of, you know, take a gamble on like a three or four seed because it is so tight up top here. I think Baylor's the best. So obviously I'm going to pick Baylor to win, but um, you could see, you could see like any number of like four or five teams winning this. I agree. Well, uh, I'm going to say this uh, West Virginia was the team that probably played them closest. Obviously, you know, COVID had a, a, a thing to factor in that, but Oklahoma state got whipped by 25 and 11 respectively. in the two times they played Texas tech kind of got handled by them once by eight, another time by 15. So I, I, as much as I want to say that Texas tech would be a team I want to pull for, I think West Virginia and three times that game got canceled. So maybe there's a little tension there. Mm. Uh, but that said, give me Baylor. Baylor's going to win this thing. Wow. Okay. Uh, look, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by DraftKings. Yes. DraftKings on the sports gambling podcast network. Yes. It's that time of year. Again, conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. $4 on an underdog. This is one of the best deals we got going on right now. Um, and you can win $256, Patty C. Look, that's mm. like that's like a paycheck of yours, right? <laughs> Look, $4 for a $256 check. It's that simple. Uh, that's bet four dogs on an underdog. I'm sorry, bet $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. That's a great payout. The bank is truly open. My friends pick one of many selected college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. Don't be a bozo. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings has you covered. FCS college football, which I came in first place the other day. Um, <laughs> uh, sportsbook, great offers. Uh, they got good offers on promotion or and promotions on golf, hockey, FCS college football, NBA. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Guys, I hit it in college basketball too. I'm just on an animal anyway. Anyway, anyway, we're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook when it comes to betting? Well, guess what? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, FCS college football, NHL, NBA. So if you want an inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of great sportsbook offers for your home state. Head to the App Store or the Google Play Store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder, Patty C. Head to BetQL.com and enter the promo code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL. 
com. Holy shit. That, that was a mouthful. That's just, you look, that's what you got to do sometimes, man. You just got to rattle these things off. Now, are you guys prepared to finish this thing out? We got to talk about a conference that honestly, I mean, I, uh, do we even, I mean, the, the, the PAC 12 conference tournament is going to be chaos. What do we think? I mean, are we going to go with Are we going to go with Colorado? Are we going to go Oregon? Are we going to... Who gonna, is that, by the way? Uh, that, that's, uh, that, that is... Uh, I'll send you the clip. I don't know who is actually singing on there. But um, <laughs> it is a great song. And it's about a man on a buffalo, all right? And I am Solid. a man on a buffalo at heart, but I think I'm going to have to do this. Ducks are going to take this conference down, Patty C. I think Colorado would be the second team to take. A lot of USC is going to have to play Colorado. Colorado swept them this year, and they when they swept them, it, they, they weren't very close games. Oregon in a great spot. I know you could say UCLA has decent value. Maybe Arizona State, the Miami of the Pac-12. What do we got? What what, what are we thinking, guys? Mm. Only two of I these agree. teams. Sorry, in, I'm sorry, Patty. Go ahead. I was going to say only two of these teams remaining in the top 25. Uh, Colorado at 23 and USC at 24 and uh, Oregon winners of five straight, not the favorite somehow, or are they the favorite Oregon? Well, they're the one C, but they're not the favorite. Okay. USC. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Mm. why Oregon is going to win it. They're playing better ball than everyone in the PAC 12. They really are. Although Colorado, Colorado ended the season playing great ball. We've been saying it for weeks. though, is that, that Oregon, once they finally got back, that they're, they're starting to play the best ball in the conference. And that's there. I think, I think they're clearly the best team, the, the highest ceiling. So yeah, ducks. Yeah. How do you Winners see? of what? 10 of their last 11. Their only loss being at USC, I guess uh, I'm, the Duarte comparisons to clay Thompson, I think are lofty, but anyone getting clay Thompson comparisons got my vote. Actually, I mean, I I'm, will say the Pac-12 is very similar to the ACC, where I would not be surprised if there's no schools from either conference past the Sweet 16. I think Oregon could be that team. I would potentially, potentially. I think Oregon. I don't think I don't think anyone wants to play Oregon right now. True. Um. All right. Uh, let's talk Atlantic Ten. We have a conference championship game on Sunday. VCU St. Bonaventure guys. Um. What are we thinking here? I'm going to go. I mean, VCU currently last eight in now. They're not in the final four in They're in the last eight. in. so even if they lose this, it's to a team that's in the tournament. I think they'll still probably find their way in, but if they win for sure, I mean that, that then they're in, but uh, what are we thinking here? Bonnie's or VCU? I don't have a line on it. Uh, the line I see is uh, Bonnie's minus two. Mm, what are we thinking? I saw, I saw Nashawn Highland get the, the a 10 player of the year award. Maybe some, some players on Bonaventure. I know they got three or four studs uh, might take that personal. What are we thinking here? I'm, gonna- I'm going VCU myself because look, I've faded VCU all year to my own detriment. So finally I've seen the light. I'm going VCU. They need it more. I think Bonaventure is securely in the NCAAs. VCU is not, they can't just, you know, assume that, that they're going to make it. They should be hungrier. Those guys are dogs, man. I mean, the whole team is give me VCU. Yes. Um, uh, I I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride VCU too, just because of the desperation factor. 
but uh dangerous game here. I mean, I, I could totally see St. Bonaventure winning this game, but, but, sure. the, but sure. I think the Bonnies also could be a dangerous team in the tournament. What do you think about VCU? I, I would be surprised if they got past the sweet 16. St. Bonaventure is a weird team though. I guess ha- I mean, I think if they get to the sweet 16, that's a success. You if, know, if you're yeah. VCU, like, yes. But if you're St. Bonaventure, I actually think they have a high ceiling. Do you really? Yeah, I do. They got players, man. They've been rock steady. They haven't blown out tons of teams that they're just a team that wins. They sometimes close sometimes by a little more comfortable of a margin. They have a couple big wins, but uh, they did beat VCU by 16 at home earlier this season. Um, of course, like you guys are saying, there's a little more urgency on VCU's end right now. Makes me want to take VCU to cover, but Bonaventure is just unrattleable. I don't know what the word is there, but I, th- I think they're steady enough that they get this done. Who you taking? Come on, man! I, I thought you were a Southern Virginia guy. Yes, I do love me some uh, some deep South. He's a JMU uh, guy. They choked Richmond. <laughs> they choked. Well, their their best player got hurt. They're cowards. Um, right, lo- lo- another conference tournament championship game: Loyola, Maryland, Colgate. Loyola took down, took down Navy and then Army. Man, taking down the service academies. Un-American. Yeah. Uh, what do we think, guys? Colgate's gonna roll, right? I don't have a line on it. This game happened. Uh, and then, and then, so yeah, let's let's make picks on this. Colgate rolls, right? Colgate's a sleeper. Colgate yeah. is a sleeper. And I think they could be yeah. a dangerous team for whoever plays them. Also, Saturday, uh, UMass Lowell and Hartford for the championship. In the shit bowl. In the sh- the true shit bowl. Uh, I heard an interesting stat that Hartford. I think they won the tournament in last year and it was going to be the first time they were going to make the NCAAs in a long time. And then it got canceled. Brutal. So, so, so apparently those guys were freaking hungry to get back there. They felt gypped. So I, I'm not going to get in the way of that. I'm going to go Hartford. I'm with you. Give me, give me Hartford. Give me the whalers. I think they're good. I think they're in the right, <laughs> the right spot to grab this win. Uh, Patty C. Uh, I can't go against the whalers. What it's in uh Massachusetts and Connecticut. They're not actually the whalers guys. I know. Yeah. I know. They're that the whalers the in my team. book. All They're right? the whalers in our heart, yeah. <laughs> which had a great logo. Yeah. It had a whale's True. tail there. That, the hockey that, that, that really w with the, the whale tails. They got yeah. rid of the North stars. That was the great name. These bastards. They're ruining names left and right. Speaking um, of which, are we going to get to uh, the uh, CFL and the XFL potentially uh, well, merging? I mean, I mean, I thought on. you were about to say speaker of whale tails. Speaking of <laughs> yeah. whale tails, yeah. I want to go to bike, go to biker beach at Myrtle beach. And there's some fine <laughs> whale tail species. Okay. Okay. That's true. Are you taking Hartford? Are you taking Hartford? Yeah, I'm taking yeah, Hartford. Okay. Now we can. Okay, so we're finally here now. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't gonna, I didn't have that plan. I'm just a genius because I put that on there because I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we think about this? Let's before we talk FCS college football, what do we think about the XFL merging with the CFL possibilities? Look, I, I'll say this: when I first heard the news, I thought it was retarded because I thought, man, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna play in the summer because CFL kicks off in June, like mid June. Yeah. And goes all the way to November where you where you will be going against the NFL. And I was like, okay, well that, if that's the case and I don't want the 20 yard end zones and I don't want three downs, I want four downs. Do they still have the uh, goalpost in the front of the end zone? I think so, but I'm not a hundred percent. Like in the middle. 
I'm all about them. Like what's great that what the CFL has to offer is they've been playing football for over a hundred years before the NFL Crazy. was the CFL, the Toronto Argonauts, very historic team um, in, in football history. Um, some of the other teams as well. So I think it, they could get a, a, a nice bonus addition by having that. And, and if they want to be the first to go, or I shouldn't say the first, the second to go the world league, I think it'd be smart to jump in on Mexico city and London. If they did that with the rock backing it, who's a world star that I think he's the highest grossing actor of uh, a year ago yeah, of 2019, not 20 because of COVID because right. no one went to the theater. You might have something going for you as a league going forward. Marketability a hundred percent with the rock behind that. What's your thoughts? Uh, I think you're absolutely sleeping on how huge of a st- stabilizing factor that could be for the league. Like, yes, there are some kinks that need to get worked out. Yes. I think that the CFL schedule currently overlapping with the NFLs is a bad thing um, that would need to be changed. But dude, like you said, these fan bases are built in. They're not going anywhere over a hundred years. Yeah. You know, and if you throw in like the excitement that has been a, a part of spring football, you know, for the last few years in the U S well, just the T like my thing is even if a, a new league started now, I think the reason why it works is that TV deals and gambling that was not, people always say, well, look, the USFL died, you know, the XFL died in 2001 or what 2000, I think it was. Well, they, they didn't have, we get every game. I mean, shit, everyone watches their games on the internet. Now, a lot of them, like I'd say the youth, most of them watch their games on the internet. Yeah. And then the gambling aspect. I mean, there's a ton of States that have legalized gambling. It is so much more out there now. Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense. Uh, Nick, what do you think of the, the potential CFL XFL merger perhaps, or do you think they go MLB style and keep their style of play the same rules in the CFL? Yeah. A little so, play. I mean, I don't really have a big statement on this cause I think it's way too early. I don't necessarily me- think this means that they're going to merge and become like one big league and play at the same time and play each other. I think it's more of a partnership where I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I saw a couple, you know, press clippings. I've read a little bit about it. I really did not get into the weeds. I think it's just way too early to to see what this means. I don't think it means that they're going to be one big league though. So I think we should calm our jets, cooler jets about that and just see what this means. I think it, I don't know. I think it still might be a spring and a summer league. I don't think it's just going to be one big thing. So at this point it's way too early and both leagues have been they haven't really offered much as to what this, as to what they're really talking about. So at this point, it's just way too early to assume anything. So let's just see how it plays out. Well, it should be a spring league because I think, I mean, yeah, if you go, if you end it in August, okay. But I think there is money to be made. I read an article today on, on but you're already assuming that if it is like they're together. Well, that's I'm just a, saying that I don't know if that's yeah. going to be the, th- the case here. So what do you think they're talking about? Then? There could be some I, like uh friendlies, so to speak, some overlap uh, exhibition games, like before the CFL season starts. And as the sometime in the middle of the XFL season, assuming they are starting earlier, um, that's kind of what, or, I or they could like share players between teams and one's a spring league, one's a summer league. And these players can earn more from playing in both, 
in, in both leagues. Meanwhile, they can share the cost of the player. I, I, I don't know. I just did a, a very tiny little bit of research, which I don't even call it research. I read like one article, Yeah. you know? Um, so it's just way too early to, to see what this means here. Well, well the if in, anything, the cause in, they're just talking. There's no agreement right now, but the interesting factor, the rock, obviously WWF Vince McMahon started the XFL and then he played in the CFL for the Calgary Stampeders. So interesting. He's he got some uh, rocks been everywhere. Yeah. I do think though that if they if that's kind of the way it goes, if we got a little AFL NFL situation and they're working toward a merger, uh, like I I don't think. In fact, if anything, it's a bad move on the CFL's part to commit to that because if the XFL folds, it kind of damages the established CFL product that is what CFL it is. CFL's done that before though. Remember when they had the team in Baltimore? They, they had the, the, more than Baltimore. They had one in uh, Baltimore. They had one in Sacramento. I want to say Las yeah. Vegas, and I want to say Mississippi is the fourth team. Crazy, right? Well, so they've already dabbled into expansion. It didn't work twenty years ago. Well, it actually worked in Baltimore. It actually yeah. worked in Baltimore, but the problem oh, was Tracy Ham, yeah. Mike Pringle, Dexter Manley was on that team, dude. <laughs> That's and, right. Alvin and, Walton was. Yeah. No, not no both. Was, both were both. Yeah, and and. Uh, that was working out before the Ravens came back. They were actually having fans at those games. So, and once again, gambling was not there. Every television network, it's almost, I read an article today on ESPN and I'm struggling to remember the author, but it was about how FCS football, even without the television contract is winning because on Twitter, fans are watching this thing, and the ESPN just picked up the Jackson State game to put on national. Yeah, because uh, there Sunday. aren't five uh, TV stations to get sports from. There's not Fox, yeah. ESPN, NBC, and I CBS. guess what? Americans love fucking football. Yes. They do. So, uh, what's that one you're watching? Some of you, you just got a subscription. Pluto. Or flow sports, oh, flow, flow sports. Yeah, there's yeah, flow, there it is. TV there's for big sky. There's flow sports. There's a contract Jup- for Jupiter everyone. And Venus, <laughs> Jupiter. There's Venus. There's all this good <laughs> shit going on. And, uh, and that's why I think it, uh, people are underestimating the current times we're in. Well, well I don't get, I get a day right now. <laughs> why? All right, all right. Just cause it's fun. Uh, look, I want to tell you guys, the college experience is brought to you by odds crowd. Are you the best college hoop better in the country? Patty C or NC Nick odds crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March madness fantasy betting contest. There's $8,000 in cash prizes up for grabs and less than a hundred players joined to date. Money is there available waiting for you. They're asking you, what do you want to do for this money? Just pick some winners. Here's how it works. You place risk-free fantasy bets throughout the tournament against real odds and real lines. And the most profitable players rise up to up the leaderboard if you're in the top three most at the end, you'll sh- win a share of $8,000 guys uh, starts right off with uh, starts right before the final four tips off. Uh, it's graded based on units in profit. The most units in profit at the end wins the cash players can play uh, as many as a few picks as they like one, two, three unit picks, uh, money line spread totals available, all that nonsense, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contest. It's a social app to build just for, for sports betters. You know what I mean? Free to download. You can, you can, uh, you know, you, it's got everything you want. All right, it's got other betters. They'll track your bets. They'll, you can set up private contests with your buddies and much, much more. Download the app for free or go to sports slash or backslash uh, odds. That's sports slash odds. 
All right. I also want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. All right. Better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house legal in more than 40 States post the plays you like, and you will have someone at better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of other fun uh, things against the spread contest that you can join. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Promo code SGP. And last but not least, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting. Better Than Vegas is running free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500 to enter. Just go to better than dot Vegas. And don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. And don't forget to go to sports slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. You will get a notification every time we post a video that sports slash BTV. Woo. Yeah, buddy. Woo. I feel great. All right, let's get to the, let's get to the, the, the football here. All right. FCS football. Look, we got all this great March madness going on guys. And you don't even realize that we have a ton of great football. I can't wait to, I mean, come on. Let's go. All right. <laughs> what was um, that? That's, that's uh, big scary Glanville's pigskin football. Nice. Saturday morning. Guys, we have a slew of great games. I mean, first off Saturday and Sunday, there, there are no weekday games. They're smart not to compete with college basketball conference tournaments. Um, the big one I would say, or there's a few, there's a few big ones here. Let's start off Albany, the great Danes against Maine, the black bears. Um, now Maine coming off a 37, nothing loss to my Delaware blue hens, but the Albany great Danes, uh, look in the part with Jeff undercuffler, just firing that laser all <laughs> over the fucking field. Undercuffler's a player. Undercuffler is going to be synonymous with like a howitzer. Dude, this guy's got to make the NFL. He's this just guy's fire. got a great undercuffler. He's fire. He's on fire. <laughs> All right, Jeff Undercuffler. Nick, what do you think in this game? I'm currently seeing this line at the. Uh, where are we at here? I'm seeing it at, at Albany minus seven and a half. I'm on Albany. I told you guys last week about Mr. Jeff Undercuffler, who tossed three touchdowns, but also uh, Mo Four had a nice game on the ground. And dude, the wide receiver, the the one-two wide receiver punch of Tyler Odakoven and Mike Gray combined for 17 catches, 155 yards, and two touchdowns. Perhaps more importantly, the D held New Hampshire to less than 200 total yards on offense. I mean, meanwhile, Maine lost 37, nothing Our you know, tough game for our guy, Joey Fagnana, who only went 10 of 23 for 61 yards. Yeah. Um, Joey in Fe- total. Go ahead. I was going to say Joey Fagnana probably feels like this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he felt like, he felt like shit afterwards. Everybody <laughs> booing the shit out of me, but he worked his ass off. <laughs> hey, give it up for Joey Fagnana. But what were you going to say? <laughs> Uh, as a whole, the, the main offense only put up 112, 112 yards of total offense. And they let up 224 yards of the ground, even though Maine won in 2019, I think Albany gets revenge here. They cover the seven and a half win by double digits going with the great Danes. Love it. I'm on it too, man. Albany's the team that looks like they're headed in the right direction. Maine, the the seven and a half is trying to trick you into taking Maine. Yeah, lay the hook. Yeah. Maine zero and one with their uh, one game at thirty-seven nothing shutout loss. Yeah, I think Albany's sitting there with uh, one and zero with the twenty-four twenty win. 
Yeah. It's pretty obvious for the data that we have at our disposal. That's the play. Yeah. Uh, let's hop down Stony Brook, Delaware guys. I mean, Delaware just looked like I, I told Patty, see this JMU who just keeps looking. I, I saw they're doing a quarterback change at JMU this year, or this week, their game got postponed against William and Mary because of COVID related issues or bad quarterback play. I can't make up my mind which one, but <laughs> they no, got some quarterback names, Gage and Cole. They're, but, they're getting real, uh, real douchey with the quarterback game down to JMU, but dude, the blue hands, my Delaware blue hens. All right. And I'm telling you, this team is prime is primed to win the CAA this year. So watch out Don't for the Delaware blue play hens. this music for the right? blue hens of Delaware. And, and they're going to take down Stony Brook. I'm currently seeing that line at Delaware minus eight and a half. You can't give me, dude, I, I would lay 13 and a half. Nick, how do you feel about the blue hens here? I'm taking Stony Brook. Look, they played Villanova close. I think that's too many points. You know, Stony Brook apparently has a bend but don't break defense. Yeah, even though they let up over four hundred yards to Villanova, it was only a sixteen thirteen loss. And Del and Delaware only won by seven, seventeen to ten in two thousand nineteen. I expect it to be a defensive struggle. Points will be hard to come by, and therefore, if it's that big of a spread, give me the dog. How do you see? What what what's the spread again? Uh they are laying eight and a half. Eight and a half. Delaware yeah. just throttled uh, Maine with a thirty-seven nothing shutout. Yeah, get GTFO. You might even say, "Give uh, me the hens." As much as I don't like to say it, hens are going to cover that against Stony Brook. You said they gave up four hundred yards against passing against no against Villanova in general. Oh, total, yeah. total. That's not, that's not total. too bad. That's not too bad. But okay, well, look, it's it's not that it's pretty bad for FCS because a lot of these a lot true. of these games do not have a whole lot of offense. That's what's so great when, about when it. your quarterback's five nine. Uh, yeah, you're not really <laughs> chucking the ball all over the place usually. Well, look, you want to talk about great quarterback play? Let's talk about Holy Cross. We're on a mission from God against Lehigh. This is their first game for both of them, guys. Lehigh's been playing football since I feel like it first started. Um, their quarterback is Connor Dejenhart. So I have to, I have to bring this game up. <laughs> All right. Now I'm currently seeing this line at uh Holy cross laying. Uh, what did I, did I, did I drop the ball on this one? Uh, I saw uh, seven and, and a half. half. I'm seeing seven and a half now. Oh, it's come. It's come down. I think you got to ride the crusaders. Like, okay. I saw Holy cross. They're going to get rid of the, the night mascot and they're just going to they're going to stay the crusaders. You're the Holy cross crusaders. If you're going to fucking do it, do it. Don't have fast this thing. Put the knight on, put the, put the cross on the shield, put a big ass sword, put some blood on the sword for all I fucking care. Don't PC it. I think Holy cross is, you know, lost their mojo a little bit. Give me Lehigh. Uh, how about we put the corpse of the non-believers on the cross? On the uh, thing too. There you go. That's <laughs> right. We 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 slaughter the souls of the non-believers and uh, we sacrifice. Wait, well, so, so you're consider me consider me a non-believer because I don't believe in in Holy Cross. Oh. I'm going Lehigh. Okay, I'll go Lehigh too. Let's, let's, Lehigh let's get well. it going, guys. Lehigh, look, they only lost by seven in 2019. <laughs> they found something in quarterback Alec Beesmer, who started the last two games and looked solid. And I mean, really, I mean, you know, I know they got Connor Dijonhart, but they're going to really miss their 1,000 yard rusher, Dominic Cozier. Holy Cross is, by the way. You give me more than a touchdown? Give me Lehigh. 
Yeah, I'm on Lehigh too. Now you you, you won me over here. Uh, Nick's in-depth uh, analysis about FCS players that he's been following since high school uh, <laughs> always sells me. So. This is what the fans think of NC Nick. <laughs> the best looking man, the best dressed man, long limousines, jet airplanes, <laughs> custom made clothes, and any woman in the world I want, just like that. All right, that's what they think. Yeah, that of is a sexy ass right. voice. I'm not gonna True lie. Story. <laughs> uh, we got to touch on Valpo Butler. First games of the season, guys. This is great. Kudos to Valpo and Butler for playing Indiana State. The cowards that they are in the in in the state of Indiana did not. They punted on the football season. I'm sure uh, you know Valpo and Butler are gonna get a little bit of an advantage here in in, in future recruiting cycles. Mm. The uh, Indiana <laughs> FCS scene is. What do we uh, think about this game at stake I'm here? I'm currently seeing this game at uh, where is this Valpo Butler game at? Do they even have a line on this? I'm trying. I'm struggling to find a line on Definitely this. Definitely a I basketball. Tried to quickly add this thing here. because I found it compelling. We got a basketball matchup, but I don't. I'm not seeing a line here. So let's move along. Oh no, I am <laughs> Butler minus six. So on the fly, let's pick this one. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'll go Butler. I think Butler's <laughs> the grimier of the uh, of the two schools. They're they're in they're in the city. They're in Indianapolis. Valpo's off somewhere in the country, the suburbs and, or something. And they uh, just uh, changed yeah. their Give name. Butler. They just changed their name from the Crusaders to like the Wizards. I yeah. I'm anti. I'm I'm anti schools that go against the Crusaders right now. So I'm on a crusade myself there against those pussy ass schools. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially the going to the wizards. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't is know that? that they did go to the wizards, oh. but oh, I thought you were saying did they really? <laughs> no, I, I, that's, that's my, I think that's your default. If you're going to yeah, go from you. a cool name to a, like a, any other name, it probably a shitty right. name. You become the wizards guys. Currently Providence down seven with three minutes left to DePaul. Uh, the big te- the big East is about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy. Um, not, well, you know, that's my theory. I think they should become the Washington football wizards, you know? If, if you're going to fuck a strong, fuck you. I yeah. like it. Well, just to be terrible. You know, if you're going to be terrible, be, be real terrible. All right. Rhode Island, the Rams kicking off their season against Villanova who just won by three, but hold on Rhode Island, the Rams. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Dude, whoever put that on uh Twitter the other day, that that's what America desperately needs is our football teams to be making Terrible music videos. Yeah, he's right. Dude, Rhode Island's catching 15 and a half. Give me the Rams. They're laying. No, no, no I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no. You know, give me Villanova. What? You're gonna take it? I mean, look, how yeah, how you look, I was all over Tony cover against Nova last week. Daniel Smith had a solid game. Uh, but they really couldn't get the running game going, even though they out yardage Stony Brook, they couldn't score in their opponent's territory. But look. Rhode Island was two and ten in 2019, and their starting quarterback Vito Priori transferred to Austin P. That, that was a also, move. Yeah. Also, <laughs> they lost their top three wide receivers. I think Rhode Island looks like a dumpster fire. I'm on Villanova to roll here big time, lay the 15 points or whatever the hell it is. 15 and a half. Give me Rhode Island. They're gonna stick around. Look. Just because you lost a couple cowards getting out of town, all right, Rhode Island. They were f- two and ten with those cowards. <laughs> well, look, sometimes it's better to flush the toilet on those bums and start fresh. All right, uh, give me Vill- Rhode Island. Villanova is a traditional FCS. They, you know, almost a blue blood 
Uh, I think you're going to sleep on a pretty good program yeah. here. You sure? Exactly. You sure you don't want to? You're right. They, they they were sluggish out the gates last <laughs> week. Now they got it going. You're right. Sitting Patty. at number 15 in the rankings after a nine and four season against a two and ten team from last year. Come on, give me Rhode Island Wildcats. <laughs> All right, let's move down the ranks here. Uh, Richmond, the Spiders, coming off of a cover for me against Elon, who just covered and should have beat JMU. JMU blocks a punt in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left to get the ball back at like the Elon's 30. Yeah. Not, maybe even the 20. Yes. And buddy. runs it in and gets a lucky ass win against Elon. Elon somehow just one and two, but they haven't been covering anything. If some buds were candy and nuts, everyone have a merry, very merry Christmas. Elon didn't because they're fucking cocksuckers and JMU <laughs> came through when it counted. So well, once again, I mean, uh, I mean, we did just lose them in basketball, but that was because we didn't have our best player. Fucking cocksuckers. What do we think, guys? What I'm we, on Richmond. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the line movement's in their favor. Richmond opened up at one and a half. Three. Yeah. Now it's minus three. Uh, yeah. E- Elon is one and two. They edged by Davidson. It'd be before beating Gardner Webb, uh, and then all, oh, yeah, so they yeah they they beat Davidson, lost to Gardner Webb, and they almost took down JMU. I don't know, I I don't know what this Elon team is. I don't think they're very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, on one hand, you could say they limited JMU's offense, but on the other hand, they gave up. I mean, a lot of points to Gardner Webb. So really, that might be an indictment on just how underwhelming James Madison is. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm going Richmond. I'm gonna lay the the three points or wherever it is now. I think Joey Mancuso, he had a solid game over William and Mary where uh, he threw for a couple touchdowns, added in like over 60 yards rushing. I'm going Richmond spiders. Well, well I, don't get, I, get I am on Elon. Give me Elon all day here. I like their spot. Um, I think they, 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 this is a team that deserved to win a week ago. I like this team. Actually, they're better than their record indicates. Give me Elon to get it done. JMU bringing up some questions. I, 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 Cole Johnson turns out is two star. I don't know if he's up for the job at JMU. Obviously, uh, Kurt Signetti questioning whether he is too because he has put in the backup. Um, so I'm not going to put too much weight in Elon keeping up with JMU just yet. And uh, I respect Spidey for what they've done in the past. So with the limited information that I have, give me Spidey. All right, some of the better games of the day. Northern Iowa at Southern Illinois, guys. Southern Illinois, Nick covers with them on a lock against Youngstown. Uh, Northern Iowa's been money ever since that first uh, opening day loss to South Dakota State at the goal line. Uh, Southern Illinois, the team that also put a slacking on North Dakota State. This is this is a great this is game. A good game. Uh, 10 a.m. Saturday on the West, 1, uh, 1 p.m. on the East. Guys, I'm seeing this line at uh, Northern Iowa minus four. I'm all over the Salukis here, plus four. Number five versus number seven. All right. Salukis offense can move. The, yeah, this has uh, this game has a field goal feel to it. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm getting more than a field goal, I'm going to go Southern Illinois. I've been on Northern Iowa ever since you guys jumped ship after game one. Northern Iowa, you don't really, I mean, yeah, look, it, they don't play a pretty band, a pretty brand of football, but they have a real live defense. I like Northern Iowa, but I think giving up four points is a bit too much for that style of football. So I'm going to take the four and go Southern Illinois. You heard it there first. Nick, Nick Dan, Northern Iowa saying Nothing is over. all right. After their first loss to South Dakota, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm looking at last year's fucking rankings. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you you, you, well, you said it. Well, you said Northern Iowa is number <laughs> number four, and Southern Illinois number ten. So still a top ten matchup yeah, here. Still a top ten matchup. You're still okay. right. I'm All still right. an idiot. Yes. Now North Dakota, who should be ranked number one. I don't know if they are. Are they? Who's ranked number one right now? Uh, who do you think? Really? Still? After yeah. That, yeah. Laying an egg like that. Three and zero. Oh. North Dakota should be number one. They take on the Leathernecks of Western Illinois, who are just completely dog shit. Um, this line. This is going to be a big line. I imagine I'm trying to find minus it. 20. Yeah. I, I'm all over North Dakota here. Leathernecks are trash. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, like what, I mean, like, how can you get, how can you put your hard earned money behind the Leathernecks right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned last week to fade them. They lost 45 to 10. Meanwhile, I mean, the fighting Hawks after that big win, they continued to roll. They won 21 to 10. Tommy Schuster's rock solid. The running backs, Otis Wea and Luke Skokna. I mean, they continue to produce. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it, if there's going to be a hangover game, it's going to be last week. I think North Dakota rolls here. Western Illinois is trash. Don't get too cute to take in the 20 points. Uh, Yeah, I think you, you got to lay the points. I mean, it's, an, it's a no brainer when I think about it. Easy peasy. They're off. Meanwhile, UNC is beating Notre Dame by 50 points. 50, 5 0? 101 to 51. Jesus. Um, how about this? Maybe one? we should have took them to win the ACC tournament. Perhaps. Mm, perhaps. Mercer beat the Citadel, undefeated currently, plays VMI. 2 0 VMI, who beat Furman. VMI laying six and a half. It's a service academy. So, I mean, look, you got to look. Maybe you heard about this guy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I served my country, I played high school football. <laughs> Four touchdowns in one game. <laughs> All right. Speaking of serving this country, Patty C, you played high school football, right? Where I you had going three here? touchdowns in one three game. Three touchdowns in one game. Let You're, no you what, You're no Bundy. You're no Bundy. I'm no Bundy, but let me tell you what I did. Touchdown on offense, touchdown on defense, and touchdown on special teams in the same game. Washington Post, player of the week. Wow. Hello. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah, buddy. Most impressive. Uh, VMI well, you went to VMI because they're playing ball lately. Yes. I am going to take Mercer in the points because VMI defensive, their defense has been what's got them there. How, how like, here, here's a little Danta base, uh, black helicopter issue here. You said they beat Furman. Yes. Furman's two and one VMI's two and oh. Yes. Okay. And Furman is still ranked number 15 VMI. Well, it's, receiving votes, but not in the top 25. Well, it was like the North Dakota. Uh, look, so, so, uh, Northern Iowa. I don't give a fuck. The game has been no, no, no. played on the field. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Northern Iowa loses to South Dakota State. They're both two and one. Northern Iowa ranked in the top 10. South Dakota State barely there. Mm, the trickle down effect. The mm. Associated Press doesn't stop with their chicanery. Now, with that said, Mercer plus six and a half is the play. VMI gets the win by three. I agree. You know, I mean, look, VMI's had a nice, nice couple of games out of the gates. Their QB Reese Udinsky, you know, just shy of 500 passing yards through those two games. I locked up VMI last week because I knew Western Carolina was just garbage. Yeah. And I think this line is inflated due to that 30 to seven win where anybody can beat Western Carolina by, you know, 23 points right now. So Mercer, I, I, I this is a toss up game here. So if I'm getting six and a half points, give me Mercer. I agree. Okay, let's jump down. Patty C, did you take? Did you pick this game? Actually, you didn't. Did give you me Mercer, it? baby. Mercer plus six and a half. Okay, I, I, Nate, I'm gonna give Nick like what? What's a radio award you can give someone for enunciating these names correctly? 
<laughs> that's kind of part of my favorite thing about the covering the FCS well, here. I mean, Nick's a- well, th- and nobody knows if I'm pronouncing the pronouncing them correctly, <laughs> pronunciating them based on that. I'm going to assume <laughs> that that's even, a no. You can't even pronunciate. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're a bunch of fucking idiots. I, I've had a couple of vodkas here. Just roll with it, man. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep going. There we go. There we go. Um, okay. Uh, let's bounce over to Illinois state at North Dakota state. These are two top 25 teams going at each other in the Missouri Valley guys. I am currently seeing now North Dakota state responded a week ago covered for us. If, if for anyone at, who was curious about this game, they covered for us a week and ago, laying 18 and a half. They responded, took down Bobby Petrino's Missouri state squad. Mm. Now that now they, they welcome in Illinois state. Who's fresh off of a close loss, a brutal backdoor uh, loss uh, from a gambling perspective against Northern Iowa, North Dakota state laying 12 and a half. I'm going to ride Illinois state plus the 12 and a half. Wow. North Dakota state sitting at three and one Illinois state sitting at Oh, and two, the spreads only 12 and a half. We're talking about a team that has lost a total of nine games in the last 10 years. And you think that yeah. North Dakota state hasn't figured it out already. You are not a student of history. You're a student of stupidity. Give me North Dakota state. Spinal. All right, I'm taking. Well, I hate to agree with the database, but I'm going Illinois State here. Oh, you're you know? crazy! You're crazy. They were in that game. Well, that was like a third. I mean, look, they beat Missouri State twenty-five nothing, and obviously the defense played great, but the offense still struggled. I mean, your boy Zeb Noland went ten <laughs> of fifteen for 135 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Mm. But of those 135 yards, 81 yards came on one pass. Zebby. Mm-hmm. No, he only threw for 50 other yards other than that one pass. He's your regular Kirk a, Cousins. A bad Missouri State school. <laughs> NC Nick breaking it down. Look, we knew Illinois State was going to struggle replacing James Robinson running back and Brady Davis at QB. We knew it was going to take a few games for that offense to kind of get the swing of things. Uh, I think they, you know, they, they lost by seven to South Dakota, they lost by 10 to Northern Iowa. I think they can keep it within 10 points again. So give me the points. All right. There All we right. go. Give uh, me the uh, buys on. This is one of the better games of the day. UC Davis fresh off a win. Dan Hawkins coming into Moscow, Idaho, grabbing a win as a dog uh, travels to Weber state to take on uh, what is Weber state? I don't even remember. Are they the wildcats. I think so. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Yeah, that are the bulldogs, <laughs> right? I, I think they are the wildcats. Uh, I feel like it's yeah, they are. Yeah. They're the wildcats. I think you're right. Um, I'm trying to find a line on this. You see, uh, UCD plus 10 and a half. I'm on UC. Uh, yeah. I'm on UC Davis. They look good against Missouri, man. Dan Hawkins. Hold on. Dan. Did I say Dan Hawkins? Wait, 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 wait. It's division one football. <laughs> it's a big 12. It ain't your murals. You got two weeks after finals. You got a week of July 4th and you got a week before camp starts. That's a month. That's probably more vacation than you guys get. And it's we're so country. We don't get three weeks. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play FCS, brother. That's still Division One football, and that's why UC Davis will cover the ten and a you half. You need to dub over top of that where he says it's the Big Twelve and have him say it's the Big Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Big Sky. All right. I love that he finishes with brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk Hogan style. Uh, I'm all over UC Davis. What are you guys going? I agree. I think UCD has got the offense to at least backdoor it. Uh, Weber state is the better school. 
you all Americans. You know, you got a point. Uh, Weber State has, you know, they, they won a lot of games by more than 10 points during the 2019 regular season. But when it came to playoff time, they got a six point win in the first round. They got a seven point win in the second round. They took an L in the semifinal against none other than the Dukes. Uh, I think that they are not equipped to blow out teams that are decent. And I think UC Davis is a pretty decent team. So 10 and a half seems like a lot. Give me what is UC Davis's mascot? The Aggies. Uh, I think the play here is UC Davis all day. All day. There you go. Triple, triple it. Okay. Now let's bounce on over to uh, what do we got here? I mean, some of the better games uh, going on Saturday, Sunday's got some Tarleton state, Dixie state, little rematch action. Tarleton state, D- Dixie. Dixie upset Tarleton. Uh, they're already playing again. They're playing again. Cause they're both independents trying to come up to the FBS. So uh, something to watch there. Yeah. So like, look, Dixie won by 12, but now Tarleton savored by four. Hmm. Call me crazy, but give me the points again. (laughs) I'm actually going to take Tarleton here because uh, Tarleton's uh, Dixie state's head coach doesn't understand math. Don't understand what the hell he was doing at the end of the last game. It was, it was Northern Iowa all over again. Give me Tarleton. I'm not sure you understand math there, buddy. Uh, This game was like two weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's not like basketball where one little tweak is going to make the difference. Look, if you got the horses and football, you got them the whole season long. So Give me a Dixie baby. Uh, I'm going to say this is the game of the day here. Nichols travels to Sam Houston state. Both these teams undefeated uh, Sam Houston state laying two and a half. I'm going to take Lindsey Scott in the quarter. Uh, he's the quarterback of Nichols guy is a player. I think he's one of the best players uh, American son of a bitch. in the FCS ranks. Give me Nichols to get it done. Nick. I disagree. Give me Sam Houston state. Look, we all know Nichols opened up against Lincoln and Lamar with a combined score of 142 to three, <laughs> right? Well, things got a little bit tougher against Northwestern state last week. And it's not like the demons are a powerhouse. They went three and nine in 2019 and Nichols only won by seven. Now I don't care. Cause I watched that game. I watched that game and look Northwestern little backdoor action. Nichols was uh, was in control of that game the whole time. Well, look, back in 2019, Sam Houston State won 17 nothing. Expect a lot more points this go around, but I am not going to fall off and not fade or, or not back Eric Schmidt here mm. and uh, lost look for running back Ramon Jefferson for Sam Houston State to to break off a couple big ones. Give me Sam Houston State. Solid, solid point there. Patty C. What are you jumping on? You do not want to fade Eric Schmidt, AKA Napoleon dynamite. And uh, what was it? Uh, (laughs) Phil Sims, son. (laughs) Uh, What's the spell on that? Sorry. I missed that. Only two and a half, two and a half. Give me nickels, baby. Give me nickels. There we go. All right, right, guys. Look, you score 87 points in the game. You're doing something right. All right. Is this a good time to bring up the fact that I have the best uh, record picking FCS game so far between us three? Well, well, buddy, look, I'm uh, off to my old antics of starting slow and I'm coming back. Yeah. And there's this. That's All right. right. You better start thinking about I'm yours. a grower, All not right. a shower when it comes to uh, FCS football. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. We got on Sunday, the big time game here, long Island, sacred heart, long Island brought their team from D two to FCS. They won their first game 
last week. The Sharks Strong traveled Island. down to take on Sacred Heart. Uh, I gotta find a line on this fucking game. Sacred Heart uh, minus ten and a half. Give me the Sharks, man. You know the Sharks are about. Look, New York City is gonna have a college football team in the FBS soon. Shark it up, baby. Come on, Long Island. I got. I disagree again. Give me Sacred Heart, dude. So they lost thirty to twenty-seven to Duquesne, but the 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 one bright spot there was running back Julius Chestnut, who ran for over two hundred yards and came and got four touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving. Wait, wait meanwhile wait, wait, they wait, wait. also four touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns. Ever hear of Al Bundy? Four touchdowns in one game. There it is. <laughs> Okay. Julius Chestnut is the new L Bundy and also Sacred Heart beat Long Island 34 to 10 in 2019. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, Hey, props to the sharks for beating Bryant last week. Uh, they did. The, the, this is the same sharks that went 0 and 10 in 2019. Well, so that was their first I think year Sacred Heart rolls here. stepping up. So look, Long Island's got a quarterback that can play really impressed with the corners of Long Island too. Give me the sharks all day. Patty C. Look, I'm a Catholic. You think I'm going to go against sacred heart here? Get the fuck out of here with strong Island. I bet a lot of those strong Islanders are Catholics too. A little fucking, uh, what do they call that? The Holy war. I guess that's Mormons. Um, what was that? I missed that fucking soundtrack. We're we're on a mission from God. God. There it is. Give me sacred heart. (laughs) Okay. Let's get out of here on this Mississippi Valley state, Jackson state. Deion Sanders is on ESPN two Sunday uh, noon for me, 3 PM on the East. Guys, we got a dandy here. What are we doing here? Uh, the line is currently look. Dion Calvert as an eleven point dog. They won out right against Grambling. Can we just start saying Jackson State laying fourteen and a half against Jerry Rice's old alma mater? Give me Jackson State yeah, to win. Baby. Easy peasy. Nick, I'm gonna go Mississippi, Mississippi Valley. Let me tell you about their quarterback, D. Jarek Bryant, the Ooh. dual threat guy. Nice. Back in 2019, he threw for 190 yards and three touchdowns and ran for 78 yards and another touchdown against the same Jackson state squad, Jackson state wins. But I think, uh, I think the public, especially after their win over ground league is going to be all over Dion, all over Jackson state. So give me Mississippi Valley to keep it close. He's hating on Dion. Let me, let me ask you this. I saw Rex Ryan in the uh, war room breaking down film with prime time in the, uh, he's got to take a college job. I wanted him at UNLV a year ago. Rex Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's that'd be so take perfect. A college job. Uh, that said, look, that that's one of those visuals that just sticks in your head. And it's like, all right, prime time's actually got some fucking resources at his disposal. This is not some fly by night coaching staff. He's working with here. He's got guys. He's like 30 years experience. He's bringing in guy with pro experience. And look, he's got the swagger. He brought in talent. He's got a guy from Florida, a guy from Georgia, a guy from Tennessee. I'm not betting against Deion Sanders. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to project right now the the path of Deion Sanders. He's going to win it all this year, right? He's going to win the Celebration Bowl this year. Then he, by the end of his tenure, three or four years at Jackson State, he's going to have the HBCUs playing in the college football playoff. Wow. Our football team ranked in the top 10 for the last eight years has got a linebacker, a tailback, an offensive tackle, two safeties and a quarterback all recruited by friends of the program. That's right. Blue blue chips, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Great pull. Like here, here's what I'll say. 
before Deion Sanders leaves Jackson State, they're going to win the FCS national championship. I know wow. they, they don't even play in the yeah. FCS playoff now, but they're going to win the statement. FCS national championship before Deion leaves. That is a very bold statement. Well, well I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is the college experience, uh, college basketball conference tournament talk and FBS week four. Uh, if you are a first time listener, make sure you subscribe to the college experience. We're available on all platforms. And if you're a decent human being, get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Cause we handicap every single division one college basketball, and college football game. We've been over 500 for four years. All of our picks available for free sports podcast.com. Uh, locks included way over 500 on our locks. So get on over there. Check it out. Uh, if you, if you do leave us a, f- a five-star review and say some nice things about us, Find me, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that now? Right. And uh, yeah, at the Colby D on Twitter, Patty C's at Patty C831 NC Nick's at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, the sports gathering podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow. Let's do this damn thing. Check out the sports gambling podcast Slack channel. All right. This is the college experience. March madness style in FCS week four. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.